This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're feeling sorry for rich people because they've got feelings too. As we watch Spine 235 in the Criterion Collection, Lucino Visconti's The Leopard from 1961. But mm. first, RJ, how mm-hmm. are you healing up over there? You know, I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad. It's a, It was a weird break. The doctor said the first couple days would be the most uncomfortable, most painful. And, you know, now I, I can kind of move my my fingers again. I can lift up my arm on its own accord. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll just wear a sling forever. Bundy style. <laughs> Bundy style? Bundy style. What is that? that? Like, you mean like uh, like Al Bundy from yeah. uh, Married with Children? Or do you mean well, his cousin course. Ted? Or perhaps King Kong Bundy? Uh, I'd say King Kong Bundy is probably the most fitting for our uh, our particular brand. Um, I, I was at Costco with Andrea, and uh, we were getting groceries, and I was walking around with Sling, and I had my mask on, and the the looks people were giving me, you could just tell one guy was just like, look at this piece of shit. He's like wearing a mask. Broke his arm. Oh, broke <laughs> he's his getting, arm. He's got, like, he's got the what? COVID. <laughs> Fucking loser. You can tell. You can tell people think that stuff, and you're just like, I'm sorry that I exist. <laughs> I've been trying to make up for it for 30 years. It just hasn't happened yet. One of uh, the comic store regulars, uh, Richard, he, he came mm-hmm. in uh, with not only a walker, but wearing a face mask, but also with a boot on his foot as he broke his toe. What was uh, he doing that he broke his toe or did he, he not? Uh, he, dis- I, I believe he like lost his balance and put his foot out and he struck his foot against the walker itself and broke his toe. Wow. So he is a fragile, fragile man. He you got to get that guy some milk. God, yeah, I, I think he is actually a. He, he loves his insurers. So uh, those are fine. Yeah. I think when I got home, I put down at least a four liter of milk in like a day and a half. So uh, I used to, Jared. I've, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, but in my uh, high school years, I put down a four liter of milk like uh, in a day. Oh my god! I th- I used to Just be a I, I used to be a heavy user of uh, milk, of but milk, not anymore. I it's it's been a, a long time. Is it because it's hard on your system, or is it because you find, find milk it, upsetting? I find milk kind of gross. Like I cook with it, yeah. no problem. But drinking mm-hmm. it straight, ugh. Yeah, Andrea's the same way. Like uh, she doesn't mind using milk in stuff, uh, but. Um, she doesn't like uh, pouring a tall one and just kicking back with the boys, if you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, that's it's did, been my go-to for so, years. So when you drink your milk, does it got to be like fridge cold, or do you like it like a little room temperature, maybe warmed up? No, 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 no. What 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 is this warm business? What are you talking about? Who's warming up their milk? Uh, weird weird people, I think. <laughs> nah, nah, ice cold, baby, ice cold out of the fridge. Uh, just just like right right from the cow itself, nice and just cold. Right, Right, unpasteurized, just shot straight down the throat. Just yeah, yeah, yow. So, uh, it's a milk podcast now, hey? Milk, milk podcasts. Uh, so did you get any like well wishes from listeners? I got, yeah, I, I I, have... I'm sure there's some probably in the emails. I haven't looked yet, I haven't peeked into the bag. There, there were a few people who uh reached out to me, uh, Frank Silvano, uh, Justin Peterson. Uh, Reese Haxtall, the big sugary bastard, and uh, even Oliver Granger uh, sent me a video of a 34-year-old man trying to skateboard, falling over. So uh, there was some, there was some tender, tender care sent uh, my way, which was uh, nice and 
you know, made me feel less like a, uh, a complete failure. But, um, well, it's, it's the small things, you know, it's, it's the small things. So some people are wishing me well, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just wish uh, I could have got you on that boogie board. Uh, fans, friends even of the show might not know, but, uh, this week Jarrett had to drop off the physical copy of this movie for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I offered him to have a rip on the board and, uh, he declined. Yeah, I, I I chose wisely. Otherwise, you'd have two co co-hosts uh, with mm-hmm. with slings. Well, you could have. Uh, I offered you to wear a helmet. Even yeah, that's that's only half the battle. And uh, you could practice on the lawn. See, a lot of people were like, "You should have practiced on the lawn first. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I but, get well, yeah, it." Yeah, like, not practicing on concrete. But the balance is different. Like I, you yeah. could, I could stand it on it on the lawn. I was past standing on it. I was, I was in the moving back and forth stage, and you can't really do that on the grass. I mean, or you could have gone out into the world and embarrassed yourself and not been worried about how cool you looked. Because how cool you look now, walk around I mean, with a sling and a mask at Costco. How cool are you now, RJ? I think I'm incredibly cool. I, uh, but I, I know other people disagree. So. <sighs> so, uh, so yeah. what's up with you? Um, you know, um, <clears throat> that uh, that one, the the vast, the dark, whatever the hell that movie's called, the vast of the night. Yeah, that's the one. That's a that that comment section is really blown up. I know. I uh, I'll have to tweet it out or put it on Facebook or something. This thing uh, took on took on a life that uh, I wasn't really expecting. Even you ch- chimed in, and you you're very unactive on um, my Letterboxd account, so. It, uh, what what was your take? What was your read on this situation there? I don't know. I all I know is I I made I chimed in and then I kept getting notifications because people kept commenting. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I, I never went back, but I just kept getting like a little. There's a new message. There's a new message. I was like, mm-hmm. what, what's going on here? What's Archie got himself into? Is he get, is he get, is he are we canceled? Well, we're not yet, but I have a feeling that it's going to come soon. Uh, this is currently at 19 comments. Easily my most commented. Uh, only three likes. <laughs> only th- yeah, all these people, the the people who com, not a single one of the people who commented actually liked the review. So that's uh, it's reassuring. But uh, hey, I don't blame them because I I read reviews reviews that I actually like and I don't like them either because it's like you don't want it to get added into your algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jeremy? You know what I mean? so it's uh it's been a it's been active man it's been very active but what are you gonna do you know i'm just getting caught up on the thread on uh vast of the night oh i should mention by the way this was like i i saw a few people um talking about this but uh someone commented on my alien list they're like have you seen vast of the night and i was like i have not but uh for the the vast of night the Vast of Night, yeah. Ryan uh, Nagel, he even mentioned it to me a while ago. He's like, you heard of this? And I was like, you heard of this? You, you, you guys seeing this? He did, gave me the Jay Leno. Yeah. You know? So are you, are you up to date now on uh, all, of the th- yes. all the things? Yes. I, I saw some, there were some, some GIFs, some, mm-hmm. some GIFs, some yeah. bonding. Uh, bonding in a sense. Uh, yeah, we had a uh, Frobo Bagans who is very clearly uh, a listener of the show, but uh, I don't know if I can identify such person. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So we'll have to see if they uh, they reach out sometime from, and then from the Shire, from the Shire themselves, the Shire of Ireland, it appears. 
Sam Sanchez, we know him. He's uh he's on board for the uh the skater pod. In the in, as long as it's in the garage. In the garage. I I imagine like he's from he's down in uh, California. I'm sure he's seen uh his skateboarder or two or maybe he's even had a skateboard or two. I'd be interested to find out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Do you think he skates? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <Is> it, uh, <laughs> Who's got time to skateboard when you got movies to watch or airbrushing? Uh, so what's uh, what's new in your airbrush world? Well, I finished a unit of orcs. I mm-hmm. finished a unit of chain rasp horde. I think is what they're called. That's some undead fantasy stuff. They're pretty cool. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, now I got a paint rack. I ordered one on Amazon. It was like it's what's, been... what is that? You have to explain. Well, that it's actually all it is is a nail polish holder. And it holds like sixty pots of nail polish. That's apparently a thing, and mm. uh, but these are perfect for paints. They fit and they fit great. And uh, so I got that. Yeah. I got that this morning. So I set that up. So now I have a little bit more space over here to my left, mm-hmm. where I record. This is all very um, multifaceted. Right now I'm surrounded by like my painting table as it's been transformed into. So what what would you say um, the end game is here for this? Um, self actualization. In what way? Well, if I self actualize, everything's good. I want okay. to smooth sailing after that. And so then, would and you? Then, uh, you know, maybe David Lynch will invite me on a speaking tour, and we'll talk about uh, transcendental meditation and painting. Are and, you and, uh, orc, and orcs? Mega knobs no. and uh, shooters. Did you say mega knobs? Yeah, that's a thing. I'm, I'm, mm. uh, I'm yeah. It's absolutely. Look it up. Look it up, folks. Mega knobs. Mega M E G A N O B S. All one word. Mega knobs. Sometimes it ends with a Z or a Z. Um. Do you what trust? Are, do you do you believe me? Do you trust me? I, I, I would search it with my safe search on, but uh, I, I'm not planning to try to do that at this moment. Um, I feel knobs, like this is one of those classic there's mega dunkins. knobs. There's big mechs. Big mechs. Mechs. M e k s. Oh, are you a big this, mech guy? Uh, I'm not really a mech. I'm not a mecha. I'm not a no. mech head. Why not? It's not, it's not my thing. I leave that to mm-hmm. the the sugar heads. Sugarheads is that like a 40k thing? Mech heading? What? Warhammer 40k? No, is no. See mechs? now, now you're getting all. Now you're getting. You're, you're missing. I don't know what any of this shit is. <laughs> that's why fine. I'm asking that's, you. That's fine. That's fine. You no. Know? That's why I'm asking this guy. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're still enjoying it. It's good for now. It's, at it's, least. It's, yeah, for now. I mean, <laughs> the, the the trajectory usually goes that I go hard. Mm-hmm. Um. And until I just completely drop it cold and I hate it. So I'm only like hundreds and hundreds of dollars in to this particular uh, pursuit. That's not so bad. It's worse I, things in life. Did you drop a uh, board gaming? I see. Yeah, I don't I haven't been doing any board gaming lately, but it's kind mm. of, t- it's, it's tough to do in the COVID. That's actually not true though. Um, got a kind of a, a group going on right now on uh, Thursdays. Uh, so kind of after oh. hours at the comic store. After, after hours? After hours. What do you do after hours at the comic store, Jared? Play, play board games. 
Do you guys uh, sanitize the cards in between? Ghost? No, there is no. It's it's very I would recall moderate to high risk, but I moderate to high. Yeah, I would say I would I would wager. Okay. There's there's touching. There's dice That's that fair. gets passed around. But uh, I mean mm-hmm. I I do uh, sanitize my hands and wear a mask because I I just do roll the that others. Way. Uh, one does. So hmm. you just you you hope and pray. That's what I do in all all things. Do you need me to talk to the people who don't wear masks? Well, I I I've mentioned this. Okay, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll okay. see how it goes. Well, they're all uh, they're my cohort, RJ. Like sexual cohorts? Yeah, that's what the government's always telling us to have cohorts. Well, I mean, cohort can mean a lot of things. All it means is a group. Exactly. Right? I I see. This is one of the things. This is just a matter of my opinion, but I find that uh-huh. the the messaging from our officials is very confusing because they're, mm-hmm. they're they're very worried about like people being too dumb to know how to use a mask properly. Right. But they also think that things like social distancing and cohorts are easy concepts for a lot of people to grasp. There mm-hmm. are people that I feel like who've never heard the word cohort in their entire life until this year. Sure. And they're saying, you have to have a cohort and they try to explain this and people are, I'm like, no one knows what that means. They're just going to mm-hmm. they're just going to continue doing what they were doing the entire time that we were supposed to be yeah. in lockdown, hanging out, playing D anD D at one another's houses. People were one hundred percent doing that, but mm-hmm. whatever. But on the on the plus side, uh, we're up six cases yesterday in Creepsville. We're of COVID, you mean? Yeah. Oh, apparently. So that's good. I mean, to put that into perspective for people, we, we, we like just had a hundred thousand like people in our city, like a couple of years, like a year ago. So six was like, I think one was a big deal here. Everyone lost their mind when there was one. So six is like, I don't know. I don't know. dude. Yeah. You know what I think? I think branding and uh, language has been a major problem for a lot of things. I feel like they should have got the. like, I don't know, a psychologist on board or something and be like, hey, don't use that word. And they'll be like, why? And they'll be like, you'll be like, oh, oh, use a different word. But, but Google didn't like that. Well, see, I'm my my takes are too hot that uh, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, branding. Uh, I think we're probably doing the best branding for Bagul there's ever been. I think Blumhouse, if they were actually like paying attention, they would sponsor us instantly. Do you know how yeah. much fucking branding we do for Bagul yeah. and that incident? I mean, I mean, whatever it was. We're not part of a right wing Hollywood production. Uh, we're not doing anything that's going to get us canceled that I know of, RJ. Um, I agree completely. Nothing suspicious has happened at all at- on either end. At all. Yes. That all being said. Oh, yeah. RJ, we've got emails. How many? Five. Ooh, as, as At this very moment, we have five. Maybe, quite a bit. It could go up before I finish getting to the end of the fifth one. All right. Hit for, it. For instance, we have an email from mm-hmm. Sam Sanchez oh, baby. that came while we were still recording last week. Oh, near the end or what? Yeah, we, it was long after the window, I think. But I gotcha. This is what we got, and what it's entitled: feet. 
Uh. Hey guys, no real question this week, but just following up on my coworker from last week's email and how the topic mm-hmm. of a foot fetish was would even come up. Oh yeah, remember that, RJ? I do remember that. It was troubling news. We were watching wrestling at the store because he's a real Jarrett type and loves his wrestling. Right. And like real mm-hmm. Jarrett types, the females were being objectified and discussed on who was hot or not. And he mm-hmm. would always say mm-hmm. stuff like, she's got bad feet. No, thank you. <laughs> or he'd have a grossed out look on his face, <laughs> his face and shake his head. Bad feet. Nope. <laughs> They're in boots. <laughs> I don't understand. Hey, a real creep would be able to see through past the boots and see what they're really looking for, you know? Uh, so almost any time an actress comes up, their feet is always a factor for this older, out-of-shape male with bad opinions. Uh, Just like us. I would like to – I mean, you got to find out more, Sam. I'm, I'm put, you got to do some uh, some legwork. Ask the right questions. Eventually, if you ever see this guy again, be like, so like, what are like, what are the feet he rates? Like, what are like top tier feet? What's a five star foot? Exactly. I'd be interested in that also. Like, do you think Bigfoot would have a five star foot? I want to know what he's doing with these feet too. Like, actually, I don't want to know that. I already know what he's doing. It's pretty straightforward. I think it's pretty basic. I mean... (laughs) I was going to say, dude, I don't think you want to go down that oh, route. Oh, fuck. There's, okay. The, uh, from a, a, another podcast I listened to a, a few years ago, they, they were talking about uh, coming across some real gnarly shit on Twitter or Instagram about mm-hmm. like people drawing like, like drawings of female wrestlers and okay. their like feet in sort of this like forced perspective. And it was really emphasizing their feet. And there just were drawings. And people were okay. paying a pay- So this guy's totally one of these dudes. And mm-hmm. it's vile. It's so vile. What? Um, no, I don't want to know. No. Never mind. No more. I, I don't want to know. Also, after 34 hours, Sam continues, I've beaten mm-hmm. Last of Us 2 and enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. I went to look up some discussion afterwards since I stayed clear of everything about it prior. And yeah, that community is toxic and obnoxious. That game has mm-hmm. tons of hate being thrown at it that most of it is unwarranted in my opinion. There are mm-hmm. possible dog death in this game, though. But it's completely oh. avoidable depending on how you play and don't want to have to kill the dogs. So they at least put the RJs of the crowd in mind. I may or may not have been as cautious as RJ would have been regarding the doggies, though. Sometimes you have to defend yourself. All right, guys. Mm. Keep it going. You know, I think that's the same uh, rationale that uh, some of those guards at uh, the uh, Auschwitz and the Holocaust camps are saying. You know, sometimes you have to protect yourselves. Oh, RJ. We were doing so well. What is that? Is that wrong to say? That can't get uh, us canceled. No, Remember that? Uh, can't, just can't, you can't even you can't, you can't even joke about it. Why? Even it's even when funny. you're on the right side. That's that's a way. That's one way of saying it, RJ. You and well, your I mean, you and your good friend Mel Gibson, huh? Huh? Well, do you not remember the Nuremberg Trials movie, Jarrett? The judge, ju- Judgment at Nuremberg? Yes. And the point of that movie was all those people, they said, you know, all these people said they were just following orders. Yep. It's just self-defense. And uh, the point I was making was maybe that's not a, re- a good enough rationale. So I feel like Did, I'm digital on... Talking about computer dogs? <laughs> Sure, sure, <laughs> but uh, he from I I don't know anything about those games because I don't have a PlayStation. But never I, have, I ha- never will. 
you know, and, and I'm fine with that. But the one thing I did notice was I heard someone say something like, like absolutely insane. Like people were talking about like the, the physique of the, like the lead character, the girl you play as. And like, everyone was really mad that she was too muscular because they're like in this post-apocalyptic world, it was like her diet would not like permit her to have that kind of muscle mass. And like people were losing it on that. And it was just like, what? Isn't that fascinating that they're like, really like, that's the one that, that really sets them off. Well, yeah, that that's what I thought. I was like, why do you, I was like, why does it, it's a video game. Who gives a shit? Why are you, why do you care? You know? Sure. Let's talk about real things. Like you ever heard of uh, the Nuremberg trials? Uh, yeah. I was just reading something about like a seventy-three-year-old man being fatally shot by police after dispute of wearing mask in a store. See, do you think those guys were following orders? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't Are know. Are we any... gonna get canceled? For I sure? don't. I don't know. Hey, whenever. Okay. Uh, before we get to the next email, uh, uh-huh. here's a great comment fr- uh, from YouTube on oh, our no. swing time review. Oh no! Joshua Leiter commented, "Vile simpletons use condescending swearing during this insipid, foolish review." Pathetic reviewers. Do you? I, I hearted it. Do you? Oh, no, he did that... edit it. He did edit it too. He oh, edited it. He wrote. He he added to add pathetic, classless reviewers. Hmm. I didn't realize that uh, when you're reviewing content, you needed to have this uh, higher standard of professionalism, Jared. He's posted two videos on uh, YouTube. One, an, okay. uh, one Downing Lane, June 9th, twenty nineteen, black bear sighting, and then okay. later on another black bear sighting in Warwick. I mean. Bears are cool, but you don't got to get too excited about it, you know. You know the thing I find most troubling. You know, you know, you know what's you know what is classy? Ad what? hominem attacks. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's one way to go for it. I also think that like that dude a hundred percent like had a thesaurus for every every word in that that like comment, right? Nobody He's, talks like that. No one talks like that. Insipid uh, behavior from these uh, classless uh, goons. Simple, simpletons. Do you think that guy's also commenting on uh, fan boards and it's like, well, she wouldn't have that physique in this post-apocalyptic world. There just wouldn't be enough protein. It's, it's, it'll be amazing because it seems like these these kinds of uh, people, they always have like real insight into like menstruation. <laughs> Oh, totally. They're like, that is like, she, her body would not be able to handle that. It just wouldn't. Her, she's not how females are made. Well, you know, historically speaking, uh, that's mm-hmm. the only reason we're all here. We're all here because of rape. Wow. Yeah. We're, this is the episode we get canceled. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get, get it all out of the way right now. <laughs> even if you're using a Richard Nixon voice, uh, we're, we're still going to get canceled. <laughs> CRJ. <laughs> well, just, just wait on, wait a minute. I don't have your money. It's in Joe's house and Bill's house. All right, J- Jimmy. What the hell's your money? J- Jimmy Nixon. My money doing in your house, Joe. You know the most is like zinger. Scott Man. Bailey writes. Yeah, what's up with Scott Bailey? 
As of this email, I finished watching a movie called The Beach House. I don't know if you guys ever had the experience where you felt you needed to rewatch something because you were thinking of something throughout the movie and felt like you missed a lot. My distraction was telling RJ about a story I had while watching another movie the day before called We Summon the Darkness, but you also wanted to watch it again because of what you saw you kind of liked. Then you were kind of disappointed in the ending, so then you don't want to waste your time watching it again, but also wanting a sequel. I'm giving it a two and a half because of everything I just mentioned. It could change if I get around to rewatching it. I mean, I think that's fair, but we've mentioned before, we don't have time to rewatch this. What's your opinion, Jared? What do you think? Uh, are we watching movies? Or, or uh, you with, know, the comment in general. With a man in the White House? I don't think so. So, no. Yeah, no, sometimes maybe. Maybe some like horror movies. Sometimes you're like, I don't know if I like that movie, but I want to watch it again. It's like a two and a half mm-hmm. star movie I would watch again. That's like, not. That's pretty rare. Like Hereditary? Eh, yeah. L- less so. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair, though. I think that's fair. What was the other thing? Um. What else was he talking about? Oh, I don't know. It was all there, I think. Okay. Okay. It's uh I want is is George C. Scott Bailey on Letterboxd? Yeah. I don't think he is. I think so. Okay. I can't remember. Somewhere on there. I can't remember it's what a, his user is. So I I've said before, I like there's just as soon as you get over fit like following fifty people, there's just a barrage of things and if you don't check every five minutes you'll you'll miss stuff, but oh well. What's up, Jarrett? I don't know. I'm trying to see if he is on there. Maybe he's not. I don't know. No, maybe he's not. What the hell? What the hell, Scott? Maybe maybe he doesn't want to get canceled. Maybe. Maybe. No trace, right? Next, Carter Ludwig. Creeps question number two. Hey, Mr. Duncan and Mr. Baylog. We're like like school teachers. Those are harsh titles. Uh question for you about home movie screenings what Mm. is your worst screening you have ever held could be a dissatisfied reaction from friends or family technical problems or anything of that ilk to get you thinking i recently watched carrie with my friends for Mm. a weekly movie night and they all hated the movie many went on their phones within the first 10 minutes and a few were even sleeping during that great climax the next day they all agreed i could no longer pick old boring movies do you have similar experiences to this or any other disastrous screenings uh, I think I, the, the story that was brought up like just a couple of weeks ago when I was at that birthday party and, uh, they rented elephant by Gus Van Sant mm-hmm. and they all said I was the one who rented it, even though I was at fat boys getting a donair and, uh, and then they all hated it and they all thought it was weird. And then they all thought I was weird because I liked the movie. Uh, and, uh, I had that thing kind of hang hanging over me for years and I, I feel like it's unfair because I wasn't even there when they rented the movie. Do you know what I mean, Jeff? I would have no. never recommended it to a group of teenage kids. No. They're like, oh, man. They just watched the school shooting movie. <laughs> I, I would have never recommended Gus it. Gus Van Sant. Shit, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. Let's watch a Jerry and a bunch <laughs> of 15-year-old kids. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what it's like to die in the desert. <laughs> well, I mean... 15-year-old kids now might actually enjoy that a lot because, yeah. uh, you know, Zoomers and not those they're two, all about suicide. Not, not those 2000s kids, though. 
Uh, no, we were millennials, man, and uh, those kids didn't want to be. They weren't ready to be burdened with the hard reality yet. No, um, my the one that comes to my mind was going over to a friend from my first or second year of university going over to this friend it was like a mixed company sort of thing and they're like yeah you should bring movies over and i think like one of those movies i was like yeah i'm gonna bring high fidelity that movie's awesome Mm -hmm. and i brought high fidelity along and who boy it was just like there's this guy he was just commenting the whole time what is this movie this movie doesn't make any sense it's like what it's like it's a fucking rom-com it doesn't make any sense High fidelity is not really a difficult one to grasp. Yeah. You know what I mean, Drew? Yeah. So hey, that, that that just like there was that, and then like many many years ago, going over to a kid who lived across the street and bringing uh, my copy of Dumb and Dumber over because mm-hmm. that movie is the bee's knees. And while yeah. there, there was this like other dude, like so th- my friend, he was like a pseudo jock, and then his okay. sisters were like full-on jocks and then so their friends were these jock guys and they were one of them was there and this guy was like he was looking at the dumb and dumber like vhs case and he was just like squishing and wrecking it and folding it Mm. like and Mm -hmm. i was like and i was like looking over like what the fuck like he wrecked it it was mm -hmm. permanently wrecked and i was like oh and there was these these shitty assholes shitty assholes he says yeah wrecking things Spreading their I... cheeks, rubbing up and down on the carpet. What? Shitty assholes. Wrecked them. Damn near killed them. Am I right? No. <laughs> oh, man. We're canceled for sure, Jared. That does suck, though. Hey, what would be your one movie if you were trying to gauge someone? Like, you like, know, a, like, like a handshake movie? Yeah, it'd be like, this is well, a movie to RJ, see what, what, uh, what's what, up what with are you. The, what are the movies that I lent you? Gummo? Yep. Happiness? Correct. Other bad things. Other great movies, and that those were hand, those were my handshake movies, RJ. Those were movies. Those are, like, hey, this is this is going to gauge things going forward. It's like, hey, mm. you, you've never seen Happiness, but but my I think my um, I think my response to those movies was probably not uh, what Why? you had I, anticipated. I, 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 I was I was disappointed, RJ. I was like, in really? yourself? No, in you, in you. Is he's oh. like. Are you're just not that you're not the you're not the caliber that I I wanted. Well, I mean, when life is disappointing, Jared. Yep, definitely a lot of disappointment. Is what I would say. Life is disappointing. <laughs> mm. uh, yes, Carter finishes. Thanks for the pod, oh. and I eagerly await your Fanny and Alexander episode, as I know Jared quite enjoys it, and even has some farts for RJ. Some farts. Yeah. Fanny Alexander, baby. There's farts in that movie? You've seen it. I I have seen it, but I don't remember no farting. Mm, you tell me. Oh, that's actually sooner than people might think, eh? I know. It is, actually. It's is not it, too is far. Is it even before the end of the year? Yeah. In this calendar year, that, that son what? of a bitch is coming up. Holy shit. Big. Next up, hello from Sam Loveland. Sam Loveland, Sam the man. I am Sam Sean Penn. I recognize that name from Letterbox. Yes, Sam is a Letterboxoid. Do you think uh, Sam has I am Sam logged? I'm going to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) While I read, read, hi, creeps, Uh longtime listener, 
first time emailer. I've never emailed nice. in before because I basically never have anything to say. But it turns out since RJ's skateboarding accident, we now have something in common. We both have broken our radial heads. <laughs> Whoa. He broke his radial head too? What? My accident how? happened two years ago. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with those electric scooters that have been popping up in every city here in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen them in Calgary. Like downtown, they were like the uh, all over the place. Yeah, there were there were some in Calgary, and then uh, there was when uh, when I went to Colorado. Um, they Colorado, were all, Colorado, they were all over the fucking place. And then Ryan was saying how like sometimes some of the states you're allowed to drive them just in in the road with like vehicles, and like a couple people died and stuff like that. And it was just like, damn. <laughs> but uh, those things are crazy like we saw a group of kids and there was like four of them on one of those scooters just <laughs> ripping by and then they just like fucking like let it fall on the ground in the middle of the street and walked away and you're like god damn so, so i don't know so the way that you just like said that like yeah then ryan said like a couple of people like could drive on the road and then a couple of people died it just sounds like what like weird christian people say about like people who like yeah and then they started vaping and a couple people died <laughs> and a couple people died well it's like, well they know. were they were they run over <laughs> like because like, that, that that happens all the time without electric scooters no i think they were like ram- ramming into shit and like driving off of like cliffs well, and yeah, stuff. well then they died <laughs> like, like, well yeah. yeah well that's what i'm saying they died uh yeah <laughs> they died dude yeah sure it's just so, I don't know. I was just imagining uh, pearls being clutched. Well, all I got to tell you is that they died. All they right. Died. Some people died. They died. If not, basically, these companies have developed these electric scooters that you can ride and drop off anywhere you want for a short fee using an app on your phone. Well, here in Utah, where I live, we got ours two summers ago. It was maybe the second or third day of them being in town when my friends and I decided to try them out. Well, unfortunately, I was going close. Uh, it was going close to top speed when my hat blew off my head. Instead of coming mm. to a complete stop like a normal person, I turned my body around to see where the hat went, which led to my scooter going off balance. Oh, yeah. It sent me mm. flying on the concrete where I landed on both on my arms. I ended up breaking my radial head and right wrist Ugh. and spraining my left wrist, and I was in arm braces the whole summer. My <laughs> arms looked like lobster claws. <laughs> I feel you, dude. Oh, man. I feel you. Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, that's like a weird thing. Of mm-hmm. like when, like I don't know if, if you've ever had the thing where you're driving and if you like turn your like head, you start steering that way. Have you ever mm-hmm. had that experience? And it's like, yeah, don't do that. But no, I'm good at driving. Yeah, no, but have you ever had that where you like you <laughs> if you look some way and then you like go off a little? You ever hear about this? You, you ever see this? this? You hear about this? You seen this? No, uh, so like, how many generations were removed are we from like Jay Leno's uh, doing that? You hear about this? You see this for Jay Leno? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Sam Sanchez will know what we're talking about. Why is that? Because he lives in California, where Jay Leno lives. Oh, they they all know each other down there. Yeah. In the big C. In the big city. Yeah. No, isn't Sam like Sam's like your age? I thought. So he he should yeah well yeah but he maybe he didn't watch a little he was more of a Letterman man well I mean I was more of maybe a Conan a... man myself but uh, I know what I know hey, what it was here, about you here's know? here's some straight talk what what do you feel what? about like were you ever like like were you really into Conan or were you kind of like oh yeah people like are supposedly into talk show hosts but in fact 
they're all terrible? Uh, I mean, I like Conan O'Brien, and I like his candid stuff off his scripted monologuing and talk shows. I tried to watch, like, I think at one point, like, when I was a kid, I I did watch Jay Leno. Okay. I never really cared about Letterman. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I I, I fucking would. I hate Jay Leno, but like I, I remember watching it for a period of time, and mm-hmm. uh, Conan O'Brien, I was just like, I want to like it more, but I never, never got into it. Maybe it's um, maybe that says more about you than it does anything else. I like Daily Show. I mean, Daily Show wasn't really a talk show, though. It was. That's kind of the it same was thing. A news parody show, and uh, old, old Colbert Report. I, that's kind of the same thing. I think that's an, enough of the same wheelhouse for it to count. Right? Mm-hmm. You hear about this? You see or, this? Or, or just watch Tom Green. Yeah, Tom Green's fine too. No. But hey, I'm, uh, I feel you, Sam Loveland. Radial heads, man. I wonder how long it took for his things to heal. Apparently a whole summer, but uh, I, I think I said last week, thankfully I don't have a... T- a cast, which well, is nice. I mean, I guess you're lucky you just got away with one radial head and not your breaking a right wrist and spraining a left wrist. Exactly. Would... How could you go to the bathroom? You just don't. You don't? Anyways, you don't. what with your skateboarding <laughs> accident, I decided to throw in some old episodes of Jackass. Turns nice. out they hold up pretty great. Are any of you mm. fans of Jackass? Bam Margera has unfortunately had a bit of a spiral down lately, judging by his Instagram account. What are some other skateboarding-related movies you guys have seen? Have a good show, guys. Mm-hmm. Sam Loveland. Yeah, Jackass is good stuff. Good stuff. It's been a long time since I revisited it, but I'm on record saying that I think Jackass 3D is the best 3D movie ever made. Uh, Even more than Jaws 3D? Yes, or Friday the 13th Part 3, or some movie called Avatar. What is the Avatar? Exactly. Uh, uh, so Andrew just watched a movie called Grind from 2003. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that, look, Bam Margera is in Grind. Jarrett. Uh, same with Adam Brody, Jason London, whoever Mike Vogel is. Who's Mike Vogel? That guy? Oh, okay. Uh, Andrea said Grind was pretty good. I'm just looking up skateboarding things. Uh, uh, there is the one episode of uh, ESPN 30 for 30 that was good, but like the mm-hmm. whole like competitive skateboarding scene. Mm-hmm. I, ne- I mean, I'm not uh, – as much as I like Spike Jones, I never really got into his like skateboarding videos. Right. I liked uh, Spike Jones' skateboarding videos. What about Lords of Dogtown, Jarrett? You ever seen that? I've never seen that, but I have seen Dogtown and Z-Boys. Oh, is that good? Any good? The documentary? It's average. What about MVP2, Most Vertical Primate? I have not seen that yet. Yet. Okay. Yet. I think there is, um, yet. Uh, I think there was a skateboarding movie, friend of the show Ryan Nagel was trying to get me to watch. Maybe it was Minding the Gap. Yeah, he gave it four stars. I think it's a documentary, skateboarding. Cool. So maybe check out Minding the Gap. Uh, I want to watch a movie called Skater Dog. I think that sounds really cool. Um, Mid-90s, Jonah Hill's movie, that had a ton of skating in it. You ever heard of skateboarding, Jarrett? 
He hasn't. I've stunned him, people. I have not, I guess. I'm trying to look up my own things, RJ. Skateboard and stuff? Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can be helpful. So, like, we we used to play a lot of Tony Hawk video games, and uh, our one friend, me and Ryan's friend Taylor, he had a PS1 with Tony Hawk Skater Underground 2, I believe. And uh, he didn't have a memory card, though. And so what he would do is he would just leave it on, and then he would also, he had the, like, infinite balance cheat and then he would grind on a pool and so you would just go around forever and ever uh and i think he left his ps1 on for like um two months i think oh. just racking up a high score but he also he just didn't want to turn it off jared because he was like he can't he couldn't save it on anything so he's like it'll be worth nothing if i turn it off you know shit birth of big yeah. air is what i was thinking about what is that that's the espn documentary for 30 oh. for 30 birth of big air i mean that sounds interesting i guess it's good what about gus von sant's paranoid park i have seen that movie and i thought about it when we were just talking about old gus van sam sanchez gave it three and a half stars yeah it's okay that's about that's, it's okay that, 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 that might even be a little high for me three and a half yeah it's been, I, mean, I, I saw it way back when mm. or did i yes Oh, that era of movies kind of blurs for me. Those, what uh, era? The like, the li- later two thousands Gus Van Sant movies. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hey, you, we're forgetting uh, some of the best skater movies ever: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They yeah, skateboard in those movies. Do they though? They do. Do they? I'm telling. I'm telling you, they do. Oh, you know what? I have never seen Paranoid Park. I'm confusing with Larry Clark's movie fucking liar no i have it i have this dvd in my house are you gonna watch it tonight no uh well the movie i was thinking about is what's what's up brockers from 2005 is that any good it's okay Hmm. i'm not gonna watch it what about a girl why wouldn't you i mean larry clark the director of kids yeah kids is popping up in these skateboarding lists also Mm -hmm. no i think that i mean people can write in do you think mm-hmm. RJ should watch kids? Let us know. And then, mm. and then maybe follow it up with Ken Park. I don't trust Did, the people who listen to our podcast. Well, there's too many Jarrett's out there. I mean, you could watch uh, Impaled, the short film from the documentary anthology Districted. Does that have a skateboard in it? No. So you're going to watch Paranoid Park for next week, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Sick. Sick. Nice. Final Sick. email. Thanks, Sam. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Nice Both hearing. Sams. Nice, nice. Yeah. More Sams. Mm-hmm. Both that, Sams. We're, we're going to have that market uh, of Sams cornered very soon. We're getting close. Oh. Wow. Justin Peterson writes. Oh, baby. The Leopard Week. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? I wonder if everyone is excited as I am to hear you guys chat all about a long-winded period piece about the Italian aristocracy. I hope you will not think lesser of me when I admit that I opted to watch the American version of this Burt Lancaster epic. <laughs> was that, was that an audible gasp? <gasps> oh, my God. I thought I last... Re- yeah. Oh, I thought what? last week... What were you going to say, RJ? 
Nothing. I'm nothing, not saying anything. Nothing at all. Yeah. I didn't know there was a choice, really. What? I didn't to think me? there was with the leopard. I didn't think there was a choice. Oh no! Yeah, we had to watch the full one, right? That's yeah. Go big yeah, or go that's home. How it goes. I thought last week's conversation about the AFI top movies list turned out well, and it even inspired me to go check out Sullivan's Travels. So next, I thought it would be fun to go down the IMDb top 250 list over the next couple of weeks. Posted below are the last 25 movies on the list. How many have you seen? I've seen 15, which I highlighted in yellow. Well, that, doesn't, that doesn't help, RJ. Okay, I, I can read it. I can read that. But uh, yeah. are you going to look this up? No. Okay. You don't look up that that I well see the IMDb top two hundred fifty always changes is the problem. And is it on uh, Letterboxd? Oh, I'm sure there's some version of it. Last updated as of a week ago, very top by Gina. If you okay. top in top two fifty IMDb, it's right there. Okay, let me top T O P two five O. Okay, um, enter. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, Shawshank Redemption? You've never this seen Shawshank one? Redemption. Or you have. Okay, I see. I'm listening. No, I was just saying, is this the list? Uh, the look, Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at right now. List okay. by Gina. We'll go with that. So am I, I go until I find one I haven't seen? Well, you pull up your hide list. How many movies have you not seen? Oh, uh, what do you mean, my hide list? On IMDb? No, on uh, Letterboxd. Oh, I'm on. I'm actually on IMDb. Well, that work. That works too. But then you have to actually. Oh, I don't want to do that. Letterboxd. So, well, that's why I was asking if there was a, yes. a Letterbox. And I okay, said, hold on. I'm pretty sure I said yes. Oh, oh, oh I I looked up top 250 on um, Google. On Google. Why? Top RJ. 250. Okay, let me see. By Jack Luke Sharp. Uh, Gina is the one I'm using. Wait, where are you? God damn you. Gina, I'm on Gina Davis. Let's check it out. I've seen 71%, 178 of 250. That's better. I mean, that's better than uh, last week's. What are you at? I have not seen 31 of these movies. Okay. Okay. Nice. You, You dig? I do dig. I do dig. So now am I supposed to go through and sure find something? Hit me with it. Okay. Uh, Leon, the professional. Oh. I don't know Coming if in like at number movie. thirty, I've uh, I've uh, it was really weird. Andrea's sister brought it up the other day, and like Andrea's sister, she she's not really like a like a movie buff or anything. And she's like, "You guys ever seen Leon?" And I was yeah. like, "The Professional." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, it's good." And I was like, "Why did you watch that?" I was, I was very. I was just, it was such a weird movie. I was like really taken aback. I was like, "Leon the Professional." It's weird. Uh, okay, so that's number thirty. So Leon. And then we have City Lights, uh, Modern Times with your buddy Chuck, um, Chuck Chaplin. What else we got here? Uh, going down Cinema Paradiso, uh, The Great Dictator, The Lives of Others from 2006. Uh, Witness for the Prosecution, 1957. Once Upon a Time in America, 1984, which I think Rohan is a big fan of. Uh, Dos Boot, I've never seen, and I don't care to. Dos uh, Your ooh, Your Name, the anime that I think Oliver Granger is a big fan of. See, I remember things sometimes. Uh, Three Idiots, Dangle. <laughs> the fuck is Dangle? It's <laughs> a funny name. 2016? Huh, that's new. Oh, that is new. 
Dangle. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, like Stars on Earth, 2007. That's a bad poster. I don't know if that's a real movie. Uh, Emily from 2001. Double Indemnity. Um, Bicycle Thieves. Uh, the Kid. The Sting. The Hunt. Um, Metropolis. Oof. A Separation. Man, this is a lot of movies I haven't seen, Jared. All About Eve, Some Like It Hot, Downfall, uh, Toy Story 4, Children of Heaven from 97, uh, Ron, My Father, My Son, Judgment at, I've seen Judgment at Nuremberg. What the fuck? Why wasn't that locked? Secret in Their Eyes, The Gold Rush, Bridge Over Ridge Requ- River Kwai, uh, On the Waterfront, uh, what is uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington? <laughs> um, Dial M for murder. The general uh, gone with the wind. Wow. Uh, come and see. Um, and too many, too, too many to name. And had Hun from 2018. Like what the fuck is that? How is such a new movie on this list? Because that's IMDb, baby. It's, oh. the, it's the IMDb bias. Whatever, and hand hunt. Do you want me to keep going? Because there's probably a ton more. Okay, yeah, I know. There's lots. Okay, so here's mine. 31 movies I have not seen. Okay. <sighs> Highest rated movie at number yeah. 20, Avengers Endgame. Why don't you watch it? At 60, Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> oh, you could watch that too. I'd have to watch both of them. You, you will eventually though, no? Will I? Hey, my offer still stands. <laughs> For what? Oh, I, I said I, I've told people it's like I, I will watch these movies. Oh, if if other people buy them for yeah, you, yeah, on Blu-ray, they're all on Netflix. Are, are Aren't they? they? I don't think so. They were. Well, maybe they're on Disney Plus now. Oh, nah. Okay, that's only like real. That's like seven twenty p. It's not real. It's not the real deal. I want all those pixels when I watch Hulk starring Ed Norton. Hmm. That's the real beginning. That's a good movie. I'll stand by that. Witness for the prosecution. Coco. Mm-hmm. Three. The animated movie? Yes. Okay. Idi- three Idiots. Dangle. Like Stars on Earth. <gasps> Green Book. Mm-hmm. Green Book, RJ. Why don't you watch uh, the Best Picture winner? Well, you mean that the Blu-ray of it I have behind my head? Why did you buy that on Blu-ray? Because it was like $5. <laughs> Oh, and I got I got to watch it eventually, and it's not it's not leaving Crave. I guess that's fair enough. Toy oh. Story for Children of Heaven, My mm-hmm. Father and My Son, mm-hmm. Judgment at Nuremberg from 1961. I have not seen, but I've seen the re- the TV movie version with Brian Cox. I've seen that too. This... You weren't showed both versions in school. Nope, just the mm-hmm. latter one with Baldwin. Okay. The secret in their eyes. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Inside Out. Dial M for Murder. And Hadhun. How to Train Your Dragon. Wild Tales. In the Name of the Father. Hachi, A Dog's Tale. The Bandit. Wow. Rush. Why the fuck is Rush so highly rated? See, this movie is baloney. Or, I mean, this list is baloney. Rang de Basanti. Mm-hmm. Monsters Inc. 
Never seen it, RJ. Why? Why? Why are you a bad dude? I don't care about. I don't care about kids' movies. Why not? You're a kid. The Handmaiden from 2016. Hmm. La Haine from 1995. That's a future creep. Mm-hmm. The Help. Oh fuck off! Are you serious? The Help's <laughs> on this goddamn list. I guess I don't know. That's... Don't get mad at me. I oh. didn't make the list. Raise the Red Lantern. Lagan, Once Upon a Time in India, and Winter uh-huh. Sleep from 2014. Huge. What about those uh, those movies I was naming? Have you seen those? Like uh, La Lundhun? Whatever that thing was. You seen that movie? But what? Okay. what uh, La Lundhun? La Hundun. Whatever that. It doesn't matter. It sounds like there's um, a lot of movies. There, on if, I, if I didn't say it. I must I, not, I, I must have seen it, so I'm not sure what you're trying to say. It's from like 2018. La uh, London. <laughs> La London. Uh, I don't know what's going on anymore. It doesn't matter. La London. Oh, I see. So we went through the entire list. Justin only went through the bottom 25? The last okay. 25 movies of his list? Oh, it's, wow. So he hasn't seen Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, Rocky. Mm. What the fuck? Really? Dude's never seen Rocky? Dude's never seen Rocky, RJ. And he hasn't seen Monster Sync either. Yeah. He could he could watch that with his kids easily, though. Yeah. Or sorry, these are the ones he has seen. These are the ones he has seen. So the ones he hasn't seen, Amoros oh. Peros. That movie's got dogfighting. Spotlight. That's got Catholic priests. Uh, what kind? Rang de Basante. No one's seen that uh-huh. because we're we're all bad people. Sure. G- G- Gangs of Wasipur. What? What is this one? Why isn't it on the list I was just looking at? Huh. See, I feel like this list has changed. It's changed. Yeah, this is like. In a matter a, of seconds. Yeah, like one person's list is a week old and there's an entire movie from 2012 that's just suddenly like an 8.0. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. This, I don't know. This, this list, who's a, these people, these IMDP people. It happened one night. Yeah. There you go. The Circus, Chaplin, Drishyam, The Invisible Guest, PK, uh-huh. Munabai, MBBS. Remember that one? Munabai is one and, of my and, and Justin has never seen Neon Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion. Well, he's got to watch the whole the whole thing before you can watch the movie, right? Exactly. When are you gonna so. do? When are you gonna do that, JP? Peterson? You gotta get on that. You gotta watch that anime. Gotta, Shinji, Asuka, Ray. Remember, remember Shinji, Jared? Gendo. Who? Pop up. Pen pen. Asuka. Dangle. <laughs> Dangle. Dangle. What is this? Dangle I, I, is an extraordinary I, true story. I, I feel. I feel like this has been a uh, a real uh, a come down from last week's success of the FI. This 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 top one two this top two hundred fifty list is just bullshit. Well, so this movie Dangle has seven uh, sixteen thousand watches on Letterboxd only. Uh, it says Dangle is an extraordinary true story based on the life of. Mahavir Singh and his two daughters Gita and Babita uh, Pogat. The film traces the inspirational journey of a father who trains his daughters to become world-class wrestlers. Whoa! I wasn't expecting that. Wrestlers? 
damn, maybe Dangle is the real deal. Maybe it is. Why are you, all- you're so hung up on the name? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. See I, see, I have no problem with the movies on the list. I just hate that like it changes constantly. It's it seems so fickle. Yeah, I couldn't even find that one movie that I was I was literally just talking about. I don't know where it is now. Muna by MBBS. No, it wasn't that. Oh. Something like Dangle. Wrestler, so that sounds like a Jarrett movie. True story, too. Goat movie question of the week. Oh, yeah. What are your greatest of all time Tom Hanks movies? I know it was popular to hate on, but I still enjoy going on that whimsical trip through history with Forrest Gump. Also, I should really check out his performance in Philadelphia. It's. I think that's like the second time he's mentioned Philadelphia. He should watch that. Yeah. Yeah, Forrest Gump's horrible. <laughs> Forrest Gump's a good show. What are you talking about? No, it's that's a that movie's not so good. Not Don't so you good. remember when he was dancing with Elvis? Uh, yeah, that's a yeah, that is not the Robert Zemeckis I want at all. What is the Robert Zemeckis you want? Back to the Future. That's about it. That's about <sighs> of it. Of course, maybe. Of course, it's all you. You're classless. All you like is Back to the Future. Classless. Classless. Simpletons. Um, simpletons here's a simpleton answer for you the burbs love the burbs love the burbs is that joe dante with the tom burbs? hanks yeah yeah okay that movie's wicked tom finks who do i like with that tom finks i like the burbs and a league of their own those would be my two picks what, what no no castaway rj i thought you're always like i do like I castaway, watch you. But... now you don't even like it I, I do like it a lot. I also Why like Turner and Hooch a lot too, but I don't think I can watch Turner and Hooch oh. in, in this new present day. It's God, too sad. Tom Hanks. I don't know about this guy. What's wrong with the, You better be careful. That's that's America's care. like well, treasure. Let's see here. Uh no. No. Oh look at that. It's it's so it's so popular to hate on Forrest Gump, the highest rated movie of his. Well, you hate it on it. Yeah, so but it's not, be some I, I, I don't know it. if it's a popular thing to hate on it. <laughs> well, I mean, you hate it on it. it literally, so it is literally his most popular movie. So let's let's just not try on to letterbox. Yeah, let's not. This let's, isn't a real. Let's, world. let's not promote these uh, these narratives. <laughs> People like to talk about that it's uh, it's popular to hate on this movie it, on the internet. Yeah, but like, in, but even on the internet right now, it's the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. Mm. That. I don't know, dude. Letterbox isn't a real thing, you know. Well, this nothing, is just a bunch of nerds no, logging. No, nothing's movies. real. Highest, exactly. What is his highest rate? Oh, like it's his fourth highest rated movie. What? Forrest Gump. Uh, oh. Toy Story is the highest, followed by fuck. This is even a Tom Hanks movie. The War. Ken Burns is the War. It's like he does probably the voiceover. If that, mm. yeah, he just voices in it. That's not a Tom Hanks movie. Are you a big Da Vinci Code guy? No. Oh, it seems like that'd be in your wheelhouse. No, it wouldn't be. I don't know. I just Dan call Brown. it like it is. No, 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 no. no. You seem like a, a big time Da Vinci Code guy. No, not for, not my thing. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, earliest first, and what have I actually seen with old Big Tom? God, I don't know. Bachelor party. He's another one of those guys that uh, doesn't. Uh, I don't go to my way to watch. Why not? I don't know. It kind of reminds me of my uncle. What? <laughs> I don't. What? I don't like that uncle. 
Oh, weird. You should watch The Burbs, A League of Their Own, and Turner and Hooch, and then you you would like Tom Hanks. I don't know. There's a there's a smarminess to him that even like I'm fine with Tom Cruise. These Tom, mm. the smarmy Toms, but like, yeah, I don't know. People always love Tom Hanks, but it's like, eh. what about Road to Perdition? That seems like a Jarrett movie. Oh, that movie sucks. You don't like Road to Perdition? No, that, I thought you I, liked it because it was based on a comic book. Yeah, which I've read, and that comic's not very good. And then, uh, well, Sam Mendes made a movie that was just like, ugh, yeah. Mm. But but Conrad Hall shot it. It looks so great. That was like mm-hmm. that's that was the movie. If, as far as I remember, I yeah. And it was like ch- Chubby Hanks. Mm. Oh, Lady Killers was terrible. Catch Money Pit's you, a good show. Never seen Money Catch Me Pit. If You Can is a good show. I guess Joe versus the Volcano was okay. Do you not like Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, not not particularly. It's a good show. I like that. The Terminal. Oh. Mm. Come on. Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, yeah. Bridge of Spies is also not. Ah, God damn it. These Spielberg Tom Hanks movies, they kill me. Mm. They're just... What about Bachelor Party? Uh, never seen it. Mm. That's a real Jarrett movie. Yeah, so Tom Hanks has been apparently like credited in like 122 things according to Letterbox, mm-hmm. and I've seen 20. I've seen a a mere sixth of his output, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty low, dude. It's pretty low, and, pretty... Uh, and I'm fine with that. I, I, I he's not, he's not one of my dudes. I out of 122, I have seen 111. <laughs> wow. You're real, yeah, nobody you, could check that. So. You're, you're a real stan. Take for, it as it is. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have heard uh, good things about that Sully from our very own listeners. What? Sully. Who likes Sully? Oliver Granger. What? And Rupa. Get the hell out of here, Oliver and Rupa. Are you she, guys she, she, fucking uh, high? Oliver gave it fucking five stars, RJ. What? Yeah. You're... Uh, what the fuck is going on here? Are, 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 <laughs> I'm just surprised. He, ta- he wrote. A, I'm pretty sure he wrote an email in. But maybe that was in private messages. But he's was, a big fan. Was this the one where is, they watched it after watching Criterion movies a bunch, and it was like a modern movie? Just I, really, I, th- hit? I, I believe so. Huh? What? Five stars. I, I get that. I, maybe the maybe fuck? if I watched like a Tom Hanks movie tonight, I'd be like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. It feels so contemporary. It doesn't feel well, you so should... musty. <laughs> I mean, I think you should watch a Tom Hanks movie tonight, but I wouldn't recommend Sully. Why? You should watch Turner and Hooch. I'm definitely going to do that later. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do it. Stop it. All right. Whatever. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm just surprised. That's all. You shouldn't be. I'm just surprised. Um. Wait a minute. All right, gents, I have to get ready for a podcast of my own now where we'll be chatting about two criterions, Chunk King mm. Express and Gamora. Uh, thanks for the time and have a great show. Cheers. Want, that's nice to hear. I wonder if Frank Santoro is going to be a, a guest on that pod. Those are some uh, premium Frank movies over there, no? Gamora? Well, isn't Chunk King Express a big-time Frank movie? It is. So I'm assuming Gamora would be too? They're kind of the same thing. Kind of. I haven't seen either of them, so I can't really say. Well, it's nice to hear from all our people, especially these new ones, these long ones, and uh, the always ones. 
right? Oh, yes. Hey, RJ. We... Yeah. What you been creeping on? Some serious shit, let me tell you, dude. Tell you, me you... all about it. I don't watch movies anymore, but I but I do a podcast about movies, so. That's always been your shtick. Do you want to hear about? <laughs> Not always. Here, I'll, I'll do movies first, and then we'll, I'll tell you about Star Trek. Okay. So uh, you ever heard of the Jesus Rolls, Jared? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I have. I've seen the trailer, and I was like, why can't I understand anything he's saying? What do you know about this thing? I know it's a sequel of sorts, a spiritual sequel to mm-hmm. The Big Lebowski, taking a like two-note character from The Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus Santana. I think his name is played by John Turturro. Mm-hmm. Um, eight-year-old's dude. That that's that's all you need to know about the Jesus. And uh, but Eric, you know what? John Turturro went. Oh man, there's more of a story here. We got to extend it. We got to we got to ruin it. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. that's that's what I got from this trailer that looked horrendous. And mm-hmm. then this movie got COVIDed. Of course, because now we can like anytime something fails, we can be like, oh, it wouldn't have failed if it wasn't for COVID. So if it wasn't just for COVID, it would have been fine, right, Jer? No. Maybe that's the truth, but not really. This movie is absolute dog shit. Tell, like, me, it's, tell uh, me about it. Okay, so like John Turturro directed it. And um, I think like, I think even without the attachment to Big Lebowski, it's still like just a real piece of shit. But it's like, on top of that, there's all this like really ham fisted stuff in there where it's like it's like the the Jesus is in Big Lebowski for what max five minutes of screen time at oh, the very most. Oh, five minutes. That's generous. What like two minutes maybe? I would guess like less, definitely less than two minutes, less two than minutes. ninety seconds. Like he's okay. barely in it. Like his actual, yeah, it's very little. So, like maybe maybe ninety seconds, and he probably has what five lines. Uh, probably. I mean, there's like bit like where he shows up later on. He's like, "Watch this leak. Watch this bullshit, <laughs> bush leak yeah. stuff." Yeah, yeah. There's like he comes back. I guess like there's maybe three scenes total that he has. Like he's barely in, but he left yeah. an impression. So every one of those lines he has in that three minutes max. Uh, is repeated to, like ad, ad nausea in the, nauseum in this fucking thing. So like, you know, nobody fucks with the oh. Jesus and like <laughs> all of these things just, they come back and they come back. They even retconned his, uh, like, um, child, like all oh, they, they saw stuff. So they don't make him just like a, like, was it like a, a victim of circumstance? Uh, well, so the movie opens and you have the warden who is like, fuck it. It's like, is it Christopher Walken? Yeah. So the warden of the oh, prison, Christopher Walken. Oh, no Walken, way. He's just oh, like, God damn he's it. like, so I know that you had an unfortunate incident and it flashbacks to him peeing at a urinal with another, with a, a kid beside him. And the kid beside him is like, wow, you have a penis. And he's like, yes, I'll do. The Jesus has a, the penis. And then a guy comes out and then he gets arrested for it. So you're like, okay. So that's how they kind of package that up so you're not rooting for like a, a molester or something like that uh and then you then you get christopher walken to uh do some exposition for you it's like not only have you had tremendous behavior but you also helped us win yeah. the bowling prison league and then so is, like, is this like 
William Shatner or Christopher Walken? It's it's Chris Walken. He goes, not only have you been a good guy, but you're bold for me. And then he does that. Um, and so he gets released. Uh, I don't really know why this is called The Jesus Rules. Like, the poster's him bowling, but uh, there's no bowling in this movie. Well, it's because it's kind of like how the dude abides. Oh, they're actually, yeah, the dude does abide. I, I should take that back. There is a, a one-minute bowling scene, but uh, that's, okay. I'm getting way ahead of myself. So the Jesus gets released, and then he meets up with his buddy, uh, Bobby Bobby Cannavale, I think is, uh, yeah, that guy. You know that guy from uh, The Irishman, Jared. So Bobby Cannavale is his buddy, uh, or it's his cousin, and he gets him out of prison. And then what they do is they they just go start stealing cars and robbing people, and then they cross the country. They pick up this this like French girl played by Audrey Tattoo. Uh-huh. You know her from uh, Emily uh, and The Jesus Rules in terms of other movies. So they pick up her and then like they're driving around and it's basically like, um, fuck, how do you describe it? Like, uh, like two, two, like three convicts. They, cause they're all in like a relate, a sexual relationship together. And they're like going off, like stealing cars and robbing people for an hour and a half. Um, what the fuck is this movie about? That's it. That's all this movie is about. <laughs> but like, it's, like you get this like medley of them like coming across like currently topically famous people like Pete Davidson. I don't know if you know him. Uh, I gotta say I don't think that guy's very interesting. I, I realize he's very hip with kids right now. Uh, he was like the Saturday Night Live guy who does stand up and is in um, that King of Staten Island thing. Uh, I don't know. That guy doesn't interest me at all. It's like I don't see why this guy's super popular. Him, uh, John Hamm pops up in this for a second, and I gotta say too, this is. The last few things John Hamm has been in have really killed John Hamm for me. I saw today they were like, John Hamm to be in a Fletch movie. And it's like, oh, yeah. So that's the end of John Hamm's career, I guess, forever. Like, he's in this for a second. You're just like, what are remember, you doing, remember, John uh, Kevin Smith really wanted to make a Fletch movie? Oh, a Kevin Smith one? That's – Kevin Smith talks about making all these movies and then they are always like these fucking reports. It's the same with like people where uh, – it's like this person wants to be this actor in this movie. It's like, yeah, of course they do because it'd be like a huge fucking movie. Like I remember Ronda Rousey was like, I want to be Samus in a Metroid movie. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, of course you fucking do. It would be uh, a huge movie. Like, no, and now she, she does nothing but, try, and, but trying to get pregnant or some shit. And make, and making make Instagram stories about it. I guess I don't even keep up with her. I just, it's the same thing with like Kevin Smith or it's like Kevin Smith wants to make a toxic Avenger movie. And it's like, I'm sure he does like that. The, like it doesn't mean that they should anyway. So John Hamm's in this, all the people that are in this, like just casually, you're kind of like, uh, get out of here. Like, why are you fucking in this? Uh, John Turturro is, he's so like, they're all so lazy in this thing. You can tell they just don't give a shit. Uh, he's like, he go and you talk like this. And he said, "Oh, did you? And you're like the whole time you're just like, what are you fucking saying? Like I had to turn on the subtitles within two minutes of this this movie because I was like, I have no idea what John Turturro was saying. I can't understand him at all. And I don't think it's like it's not accent. It's just him not talking clearly. And you're just like, do you not care, dude? Like what's going on? Uh, Susan Sarandon is in this uh, and that's where like so this movie has this really weird depiction of sexuality where they're um, like 
so Bobby Cannavale, John Turturro, and uh, that lady, they're on this like polygamous relationship where they're like, hey, man, we all share. This is uh, what we do. We share. And then John Turturro comes on to Bobby Cannavale, and he's like, no, I don't do that. And he's like, well, it's like prison. He's like, you never know until you try. He's like, you might or might better try. And you're like, okay, all right. And then Susan Sarandon pops up, and she's like, I can't really thank you guys in anything other than in the bedroom and then she goes you can turn out the lights if you want i mean if it makes it better and you're like you're watching you're like what the fuck is this like what are they talking about like i don't understand any of like the message they're trying to say it's like is this like positive or like what is this like i don't understand do you do you understand Jared? i i didn't watch the movie and uh i will continue not seeing this movie i'll be ignorant it's it sucks dude like it's just it's honestly it's just a really bad fucking movie like i i don't know what they were what they thought they could do with this thing but it sucks it really sucks so cutting cutting review i don't even know how to talk about this thing it's fucking horrible like whatever who gives a shit uh so anyways the vast of night jared this is like a prime movie. It's got aliens. It's fifties, baby. Do you like wisecracking guys talking about dolls, dames, and Bettys? No. Do you like smart cracking girls talking about bebops, skillywops, and uh, rocksteadies? Nope. Uh, you uh, might un- not, un- unless they're in like the actual era in which they're these characters, like the fifties. It, it, it does take place in the fifties, but it was not made in the fifties. Uh, well, anyways, so it's a fifties movie about, uh, two kids, uh, two kids. One guy's a radio host and the, uh, Betty, she is a, um, a phone board like operator. Like, you know, when you click in like, co- like connecting phone calls, what is that called? An operator? She's an operator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, the, uh, it takes place in like a small fifties town. All of the town is at the high school basketball game because that's what you do in uh, small town 50s america uh, except for the radio host and the phone operator girl and they start getting weird distorted staticky like sounds coming across things and then people start phoning in about uh lights in the sky jared uh this movie is actually pretty good man like uh i don't know i don't know if you would like it um and i don't know if other it's it's very slow and like kind of it's really slow and deliberate and it kind of builds up to this this thing and there's not even like a big kind of thing at the ending it's just kind of a steady pace the whole way through um but it's got it's got nice charm uh, i actually do like the way they talk to each other it's a little it is a little too sharp at times where you're like this guy's too fucking good at talking it's like that's not how anyone could talk in real life it's like too too clean and too uh witty but um it captures the 50s kind of vibe too and uh it looks really good like i really like the production stuff to it uh it's the like the way that the town is kind of depicted and uh, the houses and things like that so if you're like a real slut for the 50s jared <laughs> as uh, some people would say then uh, you might dig this thing i thought it was pretty good you know nothing the words that fill me with apprehension or pr- mm. prime movie 
Like, oh, I wouldn't let that put it past you. Like, I, I do see like Netflix originals, Prime originals. I don't know if I've ever heard of any Prime original that was like good, but this thing's not bad. Oh, it's so, like I said, what was Suspiria? No, Neon Demon. Uh, I haven't seen it, but there's that hilarious Keanu Reeves thing in it. What is it? He's like, your name is Bob or something like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you would like this, but um, I think some of our uh, listeners out there, they they might dig this if they're into 50s or aliens or anything like that. It's sounds, good. Sounds like an RJ pick. It was. I, I liked it, man. It was good stuff. I'm I'm here for it. You want to hear about some Star Trek? Absolutely. How much time you got? I've got time. I've I always got, got 13 I've, I've, episodes. Oh, geez. you watched half a season five? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, I don't know if you know this, dude, but I, uh, I'm i in a sling and I'm not getting out very much anymore. Oh, wow. It's... Just because I don't want to leave my house now. I'm uh, I'm rear windowing it. Or Bart Simpsoning. Yeah, I'm going to just be watching the pool, watching Flanders, all that stuff. But uh, this will go fast. But yeah, I did watch half a season of TNG because uh, I'm sitting at home wow. doing nothing. Wow, you're you're only goddamn like two and a half seasons to go. I didn't realize that, and it kind of bummed me out. But well, and uh, then you, are you going to start doing like back and forth with DS9 to get it proper, or are you just going to? No, I was just going to hit DS9 right away after. Yeah. Because if I do back and forth with DS9, then at the end of DS9, I'll have to do it with Voyager too, and it seems like too much work. Oh yeah. That would be a lot. So, anyways, 5.01, Romulans, uh, Tasha versus Captain Data, four out of four stars. Hell yeah. So, actually, uh, other than a couple, like, low points, season five has been, like, a big slam dunk. Mm -hmm. This season's been really good. Uh, 5.02, or what were you going to say? Oh, no, yeah, no, uh, that was, like, kind of the probably going forward it's like it, there's mostly uh firing on all cylinders it is man there's some really good episodes uh in this season so Romulan and tasha captain data oh he gets what? his own like ship that he captains and it's kind of hilarious like the background of his ship is like uh like a network circuit board and it's all lighting up green yeah it's wicked Awesome. So, so the, the one thing that we haven't talked about too much, I don't recall, but like yeah. the the improvement of the uniforms. Like uh, it, so it happened at season three. Yeah, that's but then but then you'll get the even better tweaks going forward. So this season, Picard has a, a new uniform where it's like a gray sweater with yes. like a coat. Yeah. And I figured the only reason I think it had to have happened was I bet Patrick Stewart was like, I'm cold. I want to wear like a coat. <laughs> And like, cause that's the only real like explanation I have for it, but it's nice, man. I would wear oh, that. that. No, that, that's like, I love the, uh, mm. the open gray interior. Yeah. yeah. I'd wear that shit in real life. Like I took a picture in a Senate Andy. I was like, check out this fucking hot fashion. And she was like, what are you showing me? I was like, I don't know. But did you, you, <laughs> What's you, you get like, that in. It's, there's like a, it's like a jacket now that I'm looking at it though. It's got like the leather, well, like here I'll send I have a pic. Uh, well, I've got it. I've got it right here. Oh yeah. shit. You're coming toward Darmok. Is that, or, or have you uh, watched Darmok? Is that 5.2? So 5.02, uh, I have Picard and a strong Catholic lizard man oh, versus the editor. Darmok! <laughs> yeah, three out of four stars. That episode's awesome. Yeah. It's really good. And what, what does uh, he say? Shaka? It's like, when the shaka. walls fell? Yeah, when the walls fell. Shaka, your arms open. Shaka. Fuck, that's good. And he's just like, he's just a strong Catholic lizard trying to do his thing. <laughs> 
and the predator comes and he's fucking hunting them and you're like god damn that's a good episode that's where you first get uh picard's gray sweater with the the coat over top yeah is that episode very good stuff so off the bat two two like wicked episodes in a row very good uh 5.03 hi i'm a federation admiral and i'll be your bad guy tonight nice three out of four stars because anytime you see a federation admiral they're just like without without doubt they end up being the bad guy whether they're uh just overtly like like openly bad they're actually trying to do something bad or they're just a Uh, shitty person and they're doing something bad this is the ensign row episode yeah, this is the first appearance of Ensign Rome. Ah, uh, so this is the beginning. This is the uh, the Bajoran stuff starts coming into play. Yeah, there's been a. She's popped up twice, I think, so far. Yep. Yeah, she was just uh, she was just like around. Mm-hmm. She's around, and I've never mentioned, but like uh, O'Brien and Keiko. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. They they're already married, and they're already like having fights now. But they've been for like a whole season or two. They've been kind of in involved. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, this one, it, it was still a good episode, but I'm getting really tired of any time you see a Federation <laughs> Admiral, they're just the bad guy and you know it. Just like, you just know that they are. So that kind of sucks. Uh, 5.04, Space Karen is depressed. Two out of four stars. <laughs> this episode was actually, it almost was good. There's like this crystallite thing floating around and this lady, it killed her son and she's like, she's losing her mind on the enterprise. It was kind of cool, but uh, there were a few things I didn't like about it. So, Oh yeah. I'm just, you know, you said that I'm like, Oh yeah. The crystalline entity. I, 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 something I haven't thought about for a long time. It's, and it's kind of, it's one of those episodes that's kind of a, this season has a lot of episodes that end in a bummer because it ends in a bummer because like she's got a vendetta against it and they're like, we don't know what it is. It's blowing up ships. But then Picard actually makes contact with it and they're like, oh, it's like, it understands us. And he, he even says, he's like, this is the entire point of Starfleet is to like make contact with these beings. And then she like blows it up and then you're, and like, that's how the episode ends. And you're just like, uh, (laughs) cause she thinks. It killed her son, so she thinks blowing it up will be like vengeance and justice. Uh, but she also falls in love with Data because Data has a program that was like her son's diary. So she thinks Data is her son. She blows up the crystalline entity, and then she she's talking to Data, and she's like, "I did it for you, like Bill." And uh, Data's like, "He's like, from what I understand of your son, is like he would not have wanted you to do this. He would have been disappointed, and he wouldn't like you anymore." And then she gets like even more depressed and he's like, yes, you're a bad person. And then he leaves and you're just like, whoa, bummer. The crystalline entity, Jarrett. Oh, yeah. So anyways, uh, 5.05. Stand back. Worf will deliver this baby. Three out of four stars. Uh, so this was a this was a pretty cool one. It was called Disaster, where everyone gets separated on different like parts of the ship, and no one can communicate to each other. Mm-hmm. The cards in an elevator with some kids. Worf is with uh, O'Brien's wife. I, is it Keiko? I don't want to say it's it's yeah. something like that. Keiko. Yeah, and uh, she's giving birth, so Worf has to deliver the baby. It's pretty uh, good yeah. stuff. That episode's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five point oh six. Horny Rikers video game is bad. One out of four stars. <laughs> so this is the anti-video game episode of uh, Star Trek where it's like, 
So actually, Ashley Judd is in this episode, and her and Wesley are the only people like immune to the video games, I guess, because they're kids or something. Uh, but Riker's on his. See, isn't that isn't that crazy? It's the kid. The kids are like immune to the video games, but the adults get sucked in. I know, and that's why. So like, that's why I didn't really like this because it's like it's that like fear '90s fear of video game stuff that like you see in a lot of these shows, and you're like, oh, whatever. But um. Riker goes to a sex planet and yeah. this girl gives him the video game and they all get addicted to it. So that's that's all it is. It, I didn't really like that episode. 5.06 Spock. Three out of four spark uh question mark, three out of four stars. Five point oh eight Spock. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> four out of four stars. Ah. Uh, so the unification one oh, and wow. the unification. That that happens really quick. Five uh five seven and five eight. Wow. Uh so my reviews are just Spock. Yeah. Um, I I actually think a lot of uh J.J. Abrams Star Trek with uh Eric Bana just screaming Spock where he's like Spock, Spock. I don't know why I think about that a lot though. <laughs> Admir- uh, Ambassador Spock, his first appearance. Yeah. And uh, five point eight is uh the they throw up the R.I.P. Gene Roddenberry. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, R.I.P. Gene boy, he's dead. But uh, those are both real good episodes. Those fucking Romulans, Jer. You just can't trust them. Can't trust them. You get Tasha Romulan a little bit too, but oh well. Uh, 5.09, Moloch Time Travels. Two out of four stars. Yes, that's Moloch from the Watchmen movie. Um, I didn't know what else to say for that one. It was a fine episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking about Matthew Frewer? Yeah. But what? You know Moloch? Ma- Max Headroom? Uh, what is his name? Matt Frewer. Yeah. yeah, Matt Frewer, Pink Panther. Yeah. I know him as Moloch from uh, oh, Zack Snyder's RJ, Watchmen movie. RJ, <laughs> you know, on. come on, you know, man, read a book. Uh, from what? What is this guy from? Max Headroom. I don't know what Max Headroom is. What? It's a TV show. From when? Like 1972? 1985. I wasn't born yet. Well, Max Headroom's a thing. It's like oh. it's like a throwback. There's been parodies of it. Maybe uh, you're just too little. Well, I don't know you, you what don't, that and is. And you don't remember the Pink Panther cartoon from like the 90s that he did I didn't the, know he, he was involved. He, he, with he was it. he was the voice of the Pink pa- of Pink Panther. I didn't know that. Think pink. Well, the more you know, huh? Yeah. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, but Matt that episode's cool. not bad. I like that Matt Frewer. Yep. That episode's okay. That episode's okay. I just have a couple more. Five ten, Alexander, like an untamed wave. Two out of four stars. Oh, so this yeah. is our up. second Alexander episode. Yeah. He he comes on and a wharf has to be a dad. Does he go? Does he growl? He does a little bit, not too much. Uh, there's also they're trying out this like wave warp drive. So, uh, but there's a lot of connections between the wave being unstable and Alexander being unstable. What would uh, the musical style of Warf Wave sound like? Warf Wave, yeah. I believe, would be like. Have you ever heard of the band uh, Ride? R I D E. Have you ordered a Klingon dictionary yet? No, but I did see there's a life size data poster that goes on the back of your door. And it's only twelve dollars on Amazon, and I'm really, wow, really considering. Well, that. so I think it'd be great to go right behind you, right where you are right now. So then, when people come onto the pod, they could see. 
<laughs> the life size. Make deal. it ha- make it happen, folks. Make it happen. That yeah. one's really cool, and I do want a wharf shirt. I found one on Amazon, which is pretty cool. So uh, I'm 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 catching up to everyone. This you is know? what I'm you, only this twenty is, years this, this is what you do when you break your arm and you're laid up and you're just in buy, co- and there's a pandemic going on and you're just watching some Trek. You buy life size posters of Data because you got nothing else to do. Nothing else is left. Damn. Okay, I got three more. Five eleven and Dad. Uh, three out of four stars. Another so, one. So uh, uh, Data saves a kid and then the kid pretends to be an android because oh, he loves David. Oh, fuck that episode. It's actually not bad. It's oh, not bad. Oh, I never liked that one. It's not bad. I, it doesn't have a high rating, but uh, yeah. I've learned to trust, uh, not to trust IMDb ratings for these episodes. Uh, here's one that you'll like. 512, Horny Riker versus <laughs> the Memory Serial Rapist. Three out of four stars. Whoa. This, like, is, this is a good Riker episode? No. Uh, well, I'm, I mean... So this is the first episode. So this is another one of those dark ones. This one is actually all about rape. There is a guy, a oh, telepath, going yeah, around yeah, yeah. raping people. Yep, I remember that. And then the episode ends, and the guy's like, we haven't had this form of rape for hundreds of years. And you're just like, you're watching it, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? You're like, people are getting raped on the Enterprise? <laughs> like, this is dark shit. <laughs> At least I thought it was. I was like, what the fuck? It was a good episode, though. Okay. So the guy's going around and he's raping everyone and he he like tricks them to think it's their memories. So there was a memory of Riker getting He was, yeah, he was gaslighting them. It was Riker getting down with Deanna Troy and uh but then the memory was that Riker raped her and so everyone thinks horny Riker is a rapist for a while. Uh-oh. But he's not. <laughs> it was this people would believe guy. it immediately. <laughs> yeah, everyone would be like, "Oh yeah." Well, if it wasn't this time, it was those other times. Well, I mean, who's to say, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. So that episode's uh, pretty good. And then just one more, uh, 513. Deanna Troy falls in love, quote unquote, her words, with a xenophobic loser cult member <laughs> again. Uh, one out of four stars. <laughs> so they like they encounter this planet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like I said, this stuff always happens with her and Beverly, where it's like these fucking weird cult members or like space slugs, and they trick them into falling in... Like she says, I could fall in love with you right now after she met this guy for two minutes. And you're just like, come on. You're like, be stronger. You sh- she's a strong, independent woman. She doesn't need this shit, Jared. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. So, anyways. You're doing it. I watched a lot of Star Trek this week. You're doing it right. Horny Riker and uh, the rapists. <laughs> that's, so. that's in summary. In summary, yeah, there was a but like I said before, season five's been uh full of bangers. It's uh, it's been pretty good. Hey, RJ, good. what you got, you got any news you want to share? I've got some criterion uh, announcements for October and what might be one of the I think one of the weaker offerings for an October. Usually, we get some horror sort of genre y thing, mm-hmm. but not this. I was surprised by that too. But what do we got? Well, we've got Parasite, the Academy Award Best Picture winner from last year coming to us on Blu-ray when one could just buy it on 4K, but it won't have Mm. those features. It won't have that Criterion rub. Do you think it'll have any supplements? I'm sure it will. But uh, Mm. considering that, like, you know, 
there's the 4K disc that's available. It, it won't be the best presentation of it visually. So that's yeah. a strike. And then there'll be the features because that I think the 4K that exists probably has like almost nothing on it. So I'm sure yeah. the criterion will be more exhaustive for the, for the real fans. Are you a real fan? No. You're an only fan. Exactly. Gotcha. We've got Claudine. Who? Are you excited about Claudine? Oh, it's one of my favorite movies, Jared. I heard. It's, ab- it's absolutely the best. I love Claudine. Claudine, directed by John Barry from, let's see here. I like the, look at that nice looking 70s illustration book cover they've got going on with that poster. James Earl Jones, 1974. You say, you say look at it like I'm looking at it, but I have okay. no idea what you're talking about. Has a nice, nice, nice quality to it. Uh, we've also got. Well, look at that, RJ. Look mm. at that. The Gunfighter, starring Gregory Peck. Hey, who wrote that movie? Why? It was Roger Corman. What? A movie that I said, hey, RJ, you should watch The Gunfighter. It's really good. What did I say? You went. Ugh. That's a. That's actually pretty close verbatim. So this Why don't you is watch like, the gunfighter. Mm-hmm. So the uh, I think the Blu-ray cover of this is really good, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this movie is awesome. What a surprise! It feels like RJ that we've got the touch. It, 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 we're 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 making things happen. Like how soon until the Intruder comes out? I hey man, it's like I said, it should have been out there already with the amount of shit that we watch on this stuff all the time. Oh. Intruder's a lot better than most of the stuff we watch. You know, it's also coming to Blu-ray. Mm. We got Pierrot Lafou getting re-released on Blue for I'm Criterion. Big, you like yeah. that? You like that, Godard? I'm a big Pierrot Lafou guy. It's a uh, it's a good one. It was I've definitely of, seen that. It was out of print, and now it's back in print. Hopefully, no one bought it on from like Studio Canal, looking like dog shit, or paid hundreds of yeah. dollars for for the out of print Blu-ray. Because what a I'm fool sure you'd be. And you've got the hit coming out on Blu-ray. One movie. of Christopher Nolan's favorite movies. Oh, I think he loves all movies. No. He, he just has 10 he, he favorite. Couldn't, he couldn't just pick one. You like that Terrence Stamp? I do like Terrence Stamp. Yeah. You like a yeah. Chancellor Valoran? <laughs> uh, who is Chancellor Valoran? That's the character he plays in Phantom Menace. Ah, I mean, that's one of his better movies, sure. But it's not the one I would go to first. See, these are like the worthless things that I know in my life. Finis Valorum. Hey, I mean, you said worthless, I didn't. Star Wars. Oh, it's worthless. When are you going to read those Star Wars novelizations? Because eventually, once you're done with airbrushing, that's what you'll do, right? I'll move on to Star Trek novels. Yeah, I did that when I was like 11. I was reading no, the those, Star Wars ones. Oh, yeah, Star, 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 Star Wars. I was reading Star Wars novels, too, back when. Mm-hmm. I, I read those Timothy Zahns. I read those Kevin J. Anderson novels. Kevin J. Anderson? Yep. That sounds like a totally real person. Well. Kevin J. Anderson? Get out of here. Look him up. There is a picture of him. He exists. I he, won't? He's just like a typical. He is exactly what you'd assume a 60-something-year-old white science fiction writer with a beard and very pale hair would look like like ex- mm. yeah that, that's yeah nondescript um so anyways are you gonna force pull through space or what i'm gonna do what oh oh like like darth vader style 
Yeah. Yet to be seen. Well, I'm rooting for you, bud. Thank you. Thank you. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. So that's all that's coming out on uh, Criterion. That's eh? it. That's it. October, man. What a. That's a real shit ass October. Like, well, I know I they. Mean, the gunfighter's cool. Am I going to drop $20 US when it goes 50% off the following month? Doubtful. Mm. Doubtful. I don't mean shit movies. I, I, it's exactly what you meant, where it's like usually there's a couple horror movies. Or like, yeah, something genre-y, like related to the month. But I guess they just, uh, they, they blew it. What would have been your pick for horror movies? Surf Nazis? Um, No, probably not. Probably not. What about... Yeah. Hey, uh, how about those uh, Barnes and Noble sales? How, yeah, you cleaning up, RJ? Uh, we can't here because the shipping and um, customs is like would be like a thousand dollars. But are you aware, RJ, of unobstructedview.com? I uh, I was made aware of it earlier today, but uh, I feel like it's too late. Well, too late. you've got all month. They actually back order stuff, so you can just order it and they'll send it to you eventually. The prices are borderline, though, better. Borderline. So, wait, it's not like – so, say a normal a, criterion a, for us would be what, like $48? So uh, – Brand new? Uh, if you pre-order on Amazon.ca, you can get yeah. stuff for between 35 and 40 bucks Canadian. With not this. always though well usually but sometimes like the price has been really out of whack on amazon.ca where it's like oh we want 45 to 50 dollars for like a brand new movie you're like are you fucking kidding me or like mm-hmm. for 4k maniac they wanted 63 dollars and you're like fuck yourself so an unobstructed view is doing it so it's 30 canadian so that pretty well or actually it's more than that so and then it's a flat 10 bucks for shipping so if you order twenty movies, it's ten bucks. You order one movie, it's ten bucks. I, I don't know. Cana- it's still Canadian. not Canadian. It's still. I don't think it's worth it for us. Still. Well, that's the thing. It's like, am I watching this shit? I mean, I just like, I just got a Alice Sweet Alice of uh, Arrow Blu-ray thing on off Amazon because it was like cheaper than it would even be from getting it from Unstructed View, and yeah. and when it showed up, it had the slipcover still, which people like lose their shit over all the time. And I was like, oh, damn. What a what a bonus this is! But is Alice Sweet Alice a Criterion movie? Uh, Arrow. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I never knew that. Oh, yeah. I was like, I didn't think that, that no. was like. <laughs> I wish. That, even is though that I, a... I don't even really particularly love that movie or anything like that, it's just uh, it's very sleazy. I bet you like uh, that mask under that yellow uh, yellow jacket though. That's a pretty cool look, right? Hell yeah! And, and there's this like real oh the if you when when you watch it for Halloween this year, RJ, when you borrow it later. Sure. You'll see. Uh, it's got one of my guys, Mr. Alphonse. He's definitely a Jarrett dude. Is he a, uh, a large man? Oh, yeah. Nice. I know about you and your large <laughs> men, Jarrett. Yeah, large in all the right ways. I'm, uh, I'm aware of your large <laughs> men. Do you think we're going to get canceled? Well, if we do, we don't have to do this anymore. It'll be great. Hey, good point. It'll be very nice. Do you think it would pop up in our local newspaper? If we got canceled? Yeah. Um, local heroes banned from podcasting? Here, RJ. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you this pic of Mr. Alphonse, and you tell me okay. if this guy checks your boxes, okay? Bear, okay, let me see. Just bear with me a moment here. Got to gotta hack the mainframe. 
get sent. There we go. Let me see. Ah! Is that a picture from Alice, Sweet Alice? It sure is. Oh, my God. Whew. Is he in any other movies? I don't think so. Yowza. Yeah, look at those stains. Yowza. No. Well, I mean... I don't know what else to say, Jer. And he is a predator. That, that should go without say. What do you mean by predator? You ready to talk about uh, our Criterion movie this week? We watch Criterion movies? Allegedly. Oh, okay, sure. After the break, we flee our home to go get married somewhere else. We're going to have a, a ball. Basically, this, the next half of our podcast is one very long extended ballroom scene. Isn't that the entirety of our podcast, though? Like, really? Having a ball? No, uh, like uh, an extended ball. Yeah. Occasionally a role and a picture are so impressive that we behind the camera want to shout about it from the rooftops. I have just been privileged to work in such a picture. The film is The Leopard from the celebrated bestseller and it provides one of the most challenging roles it's ever been my good fortune to portray. The beautiful Claudia Cardinale and Alan Delon are also starred under the masterful direction of Lucchino Visconti. As you know, the Leopard won the Golden Palm Award for the Best Picture of 1963 at the Cannes International Film Festival. So it is a fitting offering to come to you from 20th Century Fox, who also gave you The Longest Day and Cleopatra. A stunning visualization. Nostalgia very similar to Gone with the Wind, says Bosley Crowther of the New York Times. One of the great and exciting stories of modern times, and of the man who lived like a giant through it, claiming the land and all that it bore, down to the last peasant girl. Prince, my prince. Here is violence. And laughter. Soft, tender kisses and seething passions. Don't be afraid. I want you, but I won't take you now. Only after when 
Mary. All the powerful, tender, moving moods of the monumental novel come to life on the screen. You make me feel young again, Angelica. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about The Leopard from 1963, directed by Lucino Visconti. Who? Who? Lucino Visconti's Enduring Romantic Adventure is the tagline, RJ. Enduring Romantic Adventure? Yep. That is not really what I thought when I had watched this. As Garibaldi's troops begin the unification of Italy in the 1860s, an aristocratic Sicilian family grudgingly adapts to the sweeping social changes undermining their way of life. Proud but pragmatic, Prince Don Fabrizio Salina allows his war hero nephew, Tancredi, to marry Angelica, the beautiful daughter of Gauche, bourgeois Don Calogero, in order to maintain the family's accustomed level of comfort and political clout. Political clout. Do you think that was written nowadays? Because I've never heard people use the word clout more than in the last, like, six months, I think. Uh, But it wasn't. Clout's a word. (laughs) Yeah, but it's more popular now. Kids are saying clout. Are they talking about clout? Kids I know are. What kind of kids are you hanging out with in garages? Kids who talk are, about clout and skateboard are, and shit. Are, are, are they falling off skateboards too? No, they have good balance. Okay. They know what they're doing. So, hey, RJ, first what? first things first. Um, yeah. This is two Palm Door winners in a row. Uh, what, how tin, does that work? T- t- tin drum last week, oh, okay. leopard this week. What's the Palm Door? It's, it's a fancy word. <laughs> It's like the it's the best in show. Does uh does that mean anything? Uh, con, I guess. Does that does that mean anything? Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, Tw- Twin Peaks Fire Walk with Me won it. Barton Ooh. Fink won it. Those uh, are good shows. Parasite won it, I think. Uh, did it, uh what about Crash, the Paul Haggis movie? Did that win the Palm Door? I don't I don't think it did. I don't think it did. So, so anyway, it mean, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so the leopard. This is a movie I've owned on mm-hmm. Blu-ray for several years. I've never seen it though. Uh, okay. Two reasons. Number one, Burt Lancaster is in it, and I'm a I'm a Burt Lancaster fan. And I was, so that's why you haven't seen it. Well, I, it's why I bought it to watch it, but oh. I was also a little like, oh, this movie's three hours long. And is very costumey. I thought you liked costumes. I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It mm-hmm. all depends. These costume mm-hmm. period dramas. I don't know. There's sometimes like a My Fair Lady comes along, and it's like this is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But what's the alternative? Uh, well, well, we'll discuss that. Okay. So the other thing that brought, had put this movie on my radar for a long time was this is one of Martin Scorsese's favorite movies. 
Aren't they all, though? They, aren't they all his favorite movies? Well, unless they're Marvel movies. <laughs> Those aren't movies. Those are roller coasters. Roller coasters. I saw someone on Twitter recently, like, I think it was like maybe like some Marvel account saying like, yeah. he says that Marvel movies aren't cinema. Look at these four screenshots from Thor. And like, I think like, like someone's like, these look like a rail shooter. <laughs> like, and you look at them, you're like, mm-hmm. this looks like video game cutscenes. It's like, whatever. Like, it's just like, this isn't a, a good indicator. They're very pretty pictures. But anyway. Let's not go down that road. So these these were the two factors that I put. But I I knew absolutely nothing about this movie going in. Okay. I I didn't know what period of time it was. Even after watching the movie, I had no idea what period of time it was. But it it seemed like uh, Sicily was in a rough spot. Well, um, I mean, it depends on how you define rough. Because honestly, watching Sicily and then just watching stuff looking out the window it's pretty similar no yeah so right so this movie is like i mean for the the conflict i guess of this um Mm -hmm. you have it's contemporary to the civil war in america pretty much it's 1860 so we got a honestly this movie it's really not about the story it's not about the plot there's three hours of it but for the most part it has nothing to do with what the goings ons are. There's like one there's like one really amazing, great action set piece with mm-hmm. real actors running through the streets, charging around, fighting, hanging mm-hmm. rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about, after that, though, it's a lot of like conversing, traveling across a uh, a prairie landscape, get uh, trying to find uh, basically being refugees uh, temporarily, getting back home and waiting to for power to come back into place. And then it's just like a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of scenes in gigantic palatial rooms. But my goodness, RJ, this yeah. movie looks absolutely amazing. Does it? The entire time I was watching this movie, I was just like like holy shit. These colors, the the walls, the 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 way that everything's shot, the costumes. I was just mm-hmm. like watching it purely for visual reference maybe it's because i've been doing a lot of uh painting lately uh, that i've been like really noticing color shifts and stuff like that and i was was just watching this movie the whole time being like oh i kind of get why old marty is into this movie and Mm -hmm. we talk about like how beautiful it is because yeah it really is uh movies like this simply don't get made at all like this whatsoever like on location I think some of it, though, I feels like it was probably shot on sets. I could be wrong on that, though. What do you, What do you think? Why shot on sets? Some of it, like or, some of the outdoor ones, or what? In what? No, the, the what? <laughs> outdoor like the landscapes. Uh, those would not be sets. I'm thinking interiors. Well, that's, well, that's why you gotta ask, big guy. Um, yeah, so like it looks like the interiors were shot in Rome. Okay, well that's not Sicily. Fucking liars. They they lied to you. Uh, I mean, I couldn't really tell. I I just assumed everything was a set, but I was also like, maybe it is an old castle. I guess. I mean, the, looks thinking, like they're there. My thinking on that. Well, I mean, I guess my thinking there would be like to actually shoot and light this stuff would become a lot more difficult when you're like in, in a remote area that probably has like a generator. 
but then you have to like run everything off of that to light this stuff on location of these castles. And the way that this movie shot, I just don't think they could pull it off. Like the amount of um, craftsmanship that goes into these, the costumes and uh, mm-hmm. backgrounds and production, like you need to have a lot of control. And I think you'd have to have like um, controlled sets. And so ergo like it's, it is sets rather than like on location shooting. Mm-hmm. But it, it pulls it off, I think, really well because, I mean, you didn't even think about it. It's only no. it's only in my head that I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This can't be the, the same space. It's too perfect. Yeah. It's it's too movie-ish. But mm. it's okay because it's not like we're watching a Roger Corman movie set in an old manor that is clearly a set. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, like, clearly shot in, like, a space that's, like, well, I don't know. It's supposed to be a 1860s palace that – should not look as run down as it does here in a 1963 mm-hmm. movie. Did that make sense? That's one of those weird things uh, for me that kinda. like, like when you watch movies, I find well, not you as in you, me but specifically the, the Royal you. Okay. Uh, but like when, when you watch this stuff, like I, I love when you see like rusted out walls and like, <laughs> like water damaged, but then you think like, well, these were, how old were these buildings when they were living in them? Like, I feel like they look too mm-hmm. aged for, like, a movie that's supposed to be in the period that they probably were recently erected. But now you're there, but they're all oh, going to shoot them 100 years after the fact, and they're just living in the space. But they don't do anything to clean it up and make it look pristine like it did. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird disconnect because things should look new. But then people think, oh, this is a, this is fake looking because it looks too new. But you're like, well, no, it would have been new in the time that it was in. Mm-hmm. You dig? No. Okay. I I do I do understand what you mean. I don't think about that stuff <laughs> ever. But I know that you do because you are uh I'm 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 made that way. How how do you phrase? Um never mind. Are you into Gundams? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh nope, not not that part of uh that. Okay. That, Good. That's, well, that's sphere. The sphere. It's a sphere. Tell me more about uh, production. Uh, well, this movie's got it in spades. Okay. Nice. Uh, I, I wish I would have had more time to delve into some of the probably great documentaries about the production, but sure. I, I had to hand off my physical copy of The Leopard to you, RJ. Well, because, I don't know if you know cause, this. Because this is not on the Criterion channel. Exactly. What well, a bunch of horse shit, hey? Garbage. How do they not have all of their movies? What is this rights bullshit? They're like, we don't own the rights anymore. It's like, what? But don't you... Pro- What's the difference between actual production of a movie and then on the channel? Is it because they only have production like uh, rights for like a couple, like a period of time? Like two years they're allowed to make The Leopard? Or is The Leopard still available to purchase? I think it's still available to buy. Like, do you know what I mean, though? Like, what, what is the what is the difference between them actually making these movies and then having them on the channel? They don't have streaming rights. Yeah, you can buy it right now. Criterion for Blu-ray for sixty two dollars Canadian on Amazon. Absolutely. <laughs> now, do you know what I mean? I, I just like, like, yeah. what is I don't know. These movies cycle in and mean? out. We just okay. have to hope that when we have to watch one of these movies, that it's still available for us. Because we're we're hitting a, a phase where I think the next eight movies, I I don't own any of them. Uh, so I I did I don't do a lot of research, but I did look, and I think the next 
the next whole month they're all on the channel until we hit uh and then in after a month from now we don't get any of them from i think uh <laughs> port of shadow slacker video drone battle algiers yeah so until september we're good and then it, from september october i think we have a couple rough months where none of them are on the channel exciting yeah, very exciting. You know about Scaramouche? I know about Donna Faguda. What's a Donna Faguda? That's a place. It's a, we're a, a summer palace of the prince. Burke Lancaster, Prince of Selena. Don Fabrizio Corbera. This movie, The Leopard, that we're supposed to be talking about. Mm. He, he he flees there. What does he do there? Um, I don't know. He waits. He waits this whole, like, you know, civil uprising the, the the middle class taking things over kicking the ruling class to the curb at least like more or less there's an mm-hmm. election held mm-hmm. and uh it, it kind of goes in the way that corruption goes the plebiscite yeah they have one of those things the nationalists win rj uh, yeah, I was surprised that they were bold enough to say that it was like 540 to zero because it seems like it's possibly tampered with. But I feel like if you wanted to do that more efficiently, you'd say like there was like two or three votes against just because then if like anyone did vote against, then they'd be like, oh, well, I guess no one else did. But just to say flat out zero. But I guess the point is they don't care. Pretty much. Okay. That's fine too. Yeah, they're, just... they're not going to do nuance with their uh, with their fixed election. Okay, right. I'm just yeah. trying to piece it all together, you know. So, anyway, um, yeah. there's there go there's goings ons in the palace. His uh, nephew, he like he knows that this uh, his his dad his dad's uncle. Uncle Prince, he, mm-hmm. he he's got some side pieces here and there. He steps mm-hmm. out uh, out of the town. He's like not this great upstanding guy, mm-hmm. but uh, this this prince or God the prince. It's this age thing. The the nephew, he's like kind of a war hero or a battle hero he, of sorts. He he's an alleged <laughs> alleged handsome war yeah. hero played by uh, old uh, Alan Delone. Alec Baldwin is in this movie? Not quite. Remember Alan Delone? Remember him from um, Le Circle Rouge? Remember that guy? Uh, is he the the sex pest in Le Cirque Rouge? Uh, yeah, I remember him in Le Cirque Rouge. There you go. Le Cirque Rouge. He's also in a movie called Le Samurai. Don't he know is. what that is. Oh, but you've seen that image before. That you've seen yeah, that you've seen that Criterion DVD. I know. You I like, just wanted you like, you like that drive, right? Oh, oh yes. I just trying to get a rouse out of the Criterion fans out there, you know. They get real mad. They do get mad, but what are you gonna do? So anyway. Yeah. Um the there's what, Don Caligaro, the uh the uh, the ruling power that's like nearby. He's got a daughter, mm-hmm. a real fetching lass. A what? Fetching lass. Okay. So Continue. the nephew's got eyes for her because she's like, I guess because she kind of, I kept thinking of Catherine Zeta-Jones when she was. For, for the fetching lass? 
yeah. Angelica. Claudia Cardinale? Yeah. From Eight and a Half, Jared? Yeah. From Fitzcarraldo? It's from Jesus of Nazareth. No. Here, though, I mean, take a look at this. Like she, she's got that Catherine Zeta-Jones look more so here than I think in those other films. I was thinking more Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the pronunciation on that? You really, that... you killed it. Uh, yeah, that's who I was thinking of with this. Was uh, <laughs> Selma Hayek? For uh, I don't know why she's got she's, was, she's got those eyebrows, the eyebrows and the hair and I don't know I was just like this reminds me of Selma Hayek yeah. I don't know so everybody's like everyone's really into her there's a lot of like lechery going on here look looking into her uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we get a um, Corbera's a guy they go on a hunting trip and they're really he's giving a whole lay down like oh yeah I'd love to smell her bed sheets <laughs> which that's a new one. whoa <laughs> that, that's a new one to me. <laughs> I uh I thought that was exact like actually I thought that was you who wrote that. Oh, I was that's... like Jarrett was part of the screenplay development on this. Yeah. By the way, I tried to get, take screenshots but my laptop doesn't play Blu-rays so I I wasn't able to. So uh I I, I had a lot of stuff. I had some good stuff but it's too bad. God damn. Yeah, so tell me more about the this bedsheet thing you're into. What? Well, you're talking about the thing that you do? Well, RJ, yeah. what, what is the leopard in reference to the title? It's a metaphor, Jarrett. It's a metaphor? It's a metaphor. There, there's, for, there, there, there's a line of dialogue that talks about it. Well, it's the upper crust. And uh, the upper crusts is the leopards and the lions. And the lower crust, the the lower crust, Jarrett, are the other guys. The, the, sheep, see this? the sheep and the jackals? The sheep and the jackals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the leopards and the lions are going to have to hang out with them. And he's like, oh, I don't want any piece of this. I'm, <laughs> nah, nah. I'm too nah, good. Nah. I'm too good for this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got that political clout, Jared. He's got the clout. That actually, that scene where he's taught, he gives his leopard monologue. That's actually like, um, for a long monologuing scene, which this movie has many. That one is like, it's pretty sharp. You're just watching it. You're just watching him talk about leopards and his like unwillingness for change and you're like man this guy's charismatic look at him i mean he, i mean he's rich he's convincing you of it all right he is like look at how well groomed he is he yeah. bathes i mean there's these like so this will probably be a, a sticking point perhaps for people who hate this film but sure. I, I i was thinking about this often being like huh you don't really uh this movie is pretty uh, like unrepentant and being like yeah this guy's like got it all but hey he's got problems too you should have sympathy for this dude as he looks out at his like you know thousands of acres of this mm. land that he just inherited never worked a day in his life and be like yeah why would he want to give that up well so i don't want to play my hand too too soon here jerry yeah but the way that i the way i was reading this thing it's like, cause I know I've many times I've said, I don't really give a shit about like movies about rich people who are mopey because it's like, who gives a shit? But the stuff that I found him to be like extremely, like, I don't even want to say like nihilistic, but he's just like all the things he does or like the stuff he talks about. He's just like, it seems like he's put off by it. Like, especially in the end in the ball where he's just walking around and he's like, look, these fucking people, he's mm-hmm. like, they suck. And I, so I was like, I kind of, 
I kind of root for him in that sense because it's like he's he's almost rejecting it, even though he said he doesn't want it. He's also like seeing the uh, yeah. like the ridiculousness of like the grandeur of things. He's like, look at these fucking people, and then he goes and walks around in the like the alleys because he's like, fuck them. So I actually did kind of like sympathize for him sympathize with him a little bit because it's like i don't care about the rich people thing but it's like he almost he almost seems like he's rejecting it but by the end near the end yeah but more more or less he's just like he's 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 had it with him jared he sees Mm -hmm. the the change coming in he's like fuck him so that's the leopard man illegal leopard man yeah remember that dave Chappelle skit nope (laughs) okay someone out there will Someone. Someone out there. But, yeah, so, I mean, we watched the 185-minute U.S. uncut version. Sure there, there's did. apparently the U.S. theatrical release, which has the is the English dub, because, as people should know by this point, uh, Italian film production was kind of an oddity, where they would shoot their movies, everyone would talk in their own languages, and then they would just dub everybody over into different yeah. markets. Um, and so obviously this is a strange movie watching Burt Lancaster, giant, you know, American man, mm-hmm. uh, sp- speaking Italian, doing kind of like the Burt Lancaster things. And it doesn't quite work out. So I would be curious to see what, like, cause apparently the American version does have Burt Lancaster's voice in it, mm-hmm. but apparently, um, old Lucino Visconti did not, was not a fan. They did the studio did it without his approval. Goddamn Fox. Fox. Yeah. 20th century like, Fox. 20th century Fox. Yeah, or 20th century films, whatever they would have been called at that point. Probably Damn. Dirt bags, right? I, yeah. 20th well, century I mean, Fox. It was, I, I have, I have a, a horse and no, I don't have a horse in that race. I have an opinion. Yeah. But I'll get to it when oh. I talk. You, you, do your you, thing. I don't know. That's, I mean, I'm just touching okay. on a few different thoughts, but uh, yeah, no, I, um, so my takeaway from this is this movie yeah. like absolutely looks amazing. Yep. It is like uh, just what a visual fest <laughs> feast mm-hmm. that, yeah, I, it looks great. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what really, like I couldn't describe the plot too well because I was just like okay. watch I was just watching it. It felt like I've seen this movie a dozen times in other places. It felt right. very familiar. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the characters all felt like I mean it felt like Gone with the Wind. I guess when I was watching sure. it, but I think it's better than Gone with the Wind. Arguably, mm-hmm. uh, I mean once twenty years later, and probably there's a lot of like um, it's like that epic period drama film kind of genre sure. that exists. That you're going to either be into or you're not going to like this type of thing. But I think for this type of example of it, it looks incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, people should absolutely watch The Leopard. But, RJ, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. curious, what did you think of this film? All right. So I'm, uh, I'm, I might surprise you, Jared. I actually like The Leopard, which I think maybe not surprising, but I think uh, sometimes my character is against uh, – movies of the such you know long movies italians italians in general uh and things of that nature uh i like the leopard i think it's good but i think it has a few flaws so here here's my here's my take on this thing i like so obviously up front the production everything looks awesome like the sets 
uh, all of the, the like the mansions, the scenery when they're outside and it's just like hills, luscious hills. Uh, I, I think their costumes are, are like their mm-hmm. outfits yeah. are like super, super nice. Yeah. Um, and I also like the quality that uh, some of the like the hair and makeup has like uh, when they're going to mass and stuff and they have like um like dust and chalk kind of on their faces. Oh, yes. Which yeah. My- after because they've just like kind of like got after they've been traveling. They immediately yeah. go there and you're like, why do they look like they're dead? <laughs> like yeah. they... Well, cause I was wondering because I'm a good old Catholic boy, as you know, and I was just like, so there's all these like mass things in there. And I was like, cause they all had it. And I was like, is that like part of their mass is that they like get like chalk or dust on their face or something like that. And I was like, no, I think it's just like, they're just dirty because later on you see that people just have like dust and dirt on their suits, like on their backs and stuff. Cause they're just walking around like dirt roads and shit. And I was like, I actually thought that was a really neat, like, kind of like such a subtle uh, little aspect that they could have in there. But it's like one of those things. It's it's like that's that's a really nice touch because uh, when I usually don't notice that kind of stuff, but I noticed it. And I was like, man, that's a that's a little it's a it's almost like the Lubitsch touch, if you know what I'm talking. Oh, wow. about. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jerry? The lube. The lube himself. Um, so yeah, the production is terrific. So uh, I see why like people talk about this movie um, so fondly. And that one scene where it is like the war stuff, uh, you you wish there was more of that because like it, it's pretty cool. Uh, even though like if you pay attention to certain individuals who aren't in the spotlight and you see them kind of lazily clunking around their bayonets, you're like, well. Not all the extras are giving it their all, <laughs> and that's fine. You get what you pay for sometimes. Get, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but th- it would have been cool to have kind of more of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, production's really good. Uh, Big Bert, he's wicked. Uh, I, I really like his character. And so kind of what I said earlier is I actually do feel that, like, you can sympathize with him. Uh, him more than anyone else him over anyone else i don't think anyone else is even likable really um so you you sympathize with him because i feel at the end he's like uh he's not even denouncing it he just realizes that it's all kind of like a farce and he's just like fuck all this stuff even though he has the big monologues about like i actually like his stuff because it's kind of like about it's almost about mortality but also like mortality of like social like uh social classes and stuff and he's like he, he makes good points where he's like the middle class doesn't want to get rid of the upper class. They want to be the upper class. And he's like, and they will. And then all that's going to happen is everyone will be together and then it'll go back to the way it is. And then he talks about Sicily and just people in general where when the politicians try to convince him to run for office and he's just like, nah. And he's like, they, they don't want that. And he's like, people say they want change, but what they actually want is to just be lulled into this like uh, this like sleep where things are as they should be and the reason i like that is because it's like i find especially you know with current political and topical events that are happening there's like there are a lot of people there's a lot of people who aren't but there are a lot of people who you can tell it's just like yeah these people are just very complacent with what's happening it's like yeah they people don't really like the change in things because it's they don't know how to handle it so you're like, I, I liked what he said. Like sometimes he comes off a little bit like you're like, oof, like that's some outdated kind of strong politics. But I, I do think like there are things in general where it's uh, 
even if you don't agree with it, I think there's like universal uh, universalities about it, like things that are even common now. You're just like, yeah, some stuff like that still happens now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Well, I mean, or am there, I out to lunch? No, here? I mean, there's like these like nice moments that are kind of in the movie where like you inevitably know, like while I was watching this, like I could kind of call like, okay, so here's the soldiers. They're like the, the red shirts. They're like having, they're like fighting and uh, they're taking over. They're winning the streets. They're sticking it to the man. But inevitably at the drop of a hat, they're going to be like, oh yeah, they're going to like concede. Be like, hey, everything's great now. Ah, Garibaldi, that's a long time ago. Like, because yeah. that's the way like history is. Like things yeah. kind of return to a normalcy. Everybody wants mm-hmm. that. There's like these like upticks, and then it comes back yeah. down. And you just hope that you're not the one that's hanging at the end of a rope, at the, mm-hmm. like during that point. And so sometimes you t- you lay low, you get out of dodge, you let everybody go through the motions, and then you just like uh, recoup. You get those mm-hmm. marriages going together. You're like, oh, I lost some stuff. Got to get got to marry my uh, a family member off. Make those things off the dowry like and so like i mean there is like always this like weird defense i guess you could make like well you know rich people have it hard too so i have like i'm not happy i i have to marry my family members off to this other family that no one even likes either i don't even like this guy this guy's a piece of shit and i love that guy the the he like uncle agri yeah he was so good like his look his uh style of acting like Mm -hmm. he he was great like the the build up with him like you, you could tell he was like playing this like kind of uh you know not over the top like cunning character playing along with things playing Mm -hmm. the angles making these like deliberate choices of like pleasing to get what he wants really well done like there's Mm -hmm. like all these like really great little scenes like that that i think a lot of politicizing jared yeah politicking a little politicking no i i i think uh you're right like so the one of the Garibaldi things, which is really well done, is when he's talking to uh, his nephew, and uh, he's like, "What about the the colors?" And they they all like look at him. They're like, "We don't do colors yeah. anymore, you old man." Mm-hmm. They're like, "That's old news." And then that's like where I think it starts to kind of it really starts to hammer on him that he's like being phased out, right? In a in a way where and you do get a nice uh, kind of contrast with all the other old phased out people that are like present at the ball and stuff. And like, he sees them and how people interact with them. And he's just like, you can tell he realizes he's becoming one of those old phased out people. And you're like, that's nice. Uh, like it's a night. It's nice that it's kind of in there like that. Um, I also, so the way you kind of talked about, uh, the one character, he does a really good job. And that kind of shows one of the things that's really good in this is, uh, entrances in this movie are really well done where it's like the performance of the entrance where like Don, uh, he's just like, my daughter's coming. She's just, she's always late. She'll come later, but it's like part of his, his thing that he does. And then she has that kind of grand entrance where she comes in. Uh, I actually thought that was like more than once in this movie, there's these big entrances where it really kind of pulls your attention to it and there's a few ways where he does that one one that uh, is also really well done which is hilarious is when uh angelica the girl wants to dance with burt lancaster and uh like you see the nephew and he's like kind of twiddling his thumbs and cuts to her and she's like he didn't want me to dance with you he's jealous and then it cuts back to him and all of a sudden he's like completely sweating all over his face i thought it was really funny i was like i don't i was like that's hilarious they're also sweaty oh yeah you really get the sense of heat they're all fanning themselves in those gigantic dresses um but yeah so anyways i like um i do like 
I like Burt Lancaster's character, like, and I like the way he approaches some of the things. Uh, so I think there's a lot of good things in this movie, but I do also think that there's a lot that kind of bogs it down a little bit where, um, this movie is, it's too long. <laughs> and I know people, people get mad when we say movies are too long. I don't give a shit. This movie is way too long. There's so many scenes of just dancing where it's like, I, yeah, I understand why they're doing this. It's like, but if you cut some of that stuff out, it would be, it would like, it would really kind of like, apparently the American version does. I, I know it's like I, I bet the American version's not bad actually. Um it's just there's too much of that and I think it kinda like it almost loses track of what it's actually doing. Cause there were a few points when I was watching this. Near the end I figured like I got it all, but there were some points when I was watching, I was kinda like it's like the worst part about this movie is like the story itself that's going on. It's like this guy's marrying off his nephew. He's like, who gives a shit? And then you like get these long scenes and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. So it, it like kind of goes on a little bit too long for uh, some of those things. And then um, even even some of that itself, like some of the interplay with like the priest, you're like, you're like, is this needed? Is this like that important here? And then uh, I don't oh, know. I don't know the, how. Yeah, yes, the, yes, the priest. <laughs> yeah, because he he's in like the first hour. Heavy, yeah, heavy. And then, like not at all. At yeah. like halfway through the movie, he's like never seen again. So you're like, is was his character that necessary for this, or I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's because the role of the church it it, it lessens. Uh, I guess. It's, it's I guess. Symbolic. So I actually. So the thing about this movie is, I think some of the stuff that it's saying is better. Some of its parts are better than it is as a sum as a whole. So, like, I, I like individual elements of it more than I like the movie as a whole. Does that make sense? That's, I know that's kind of weird. But no. uh, there's, yeah, there's, like, there's things about it that I think are really well done. And I think the I, the idea of Coke is better than Coke itself. Uh, the execution of some of it isn't as isn't as good as I think it could be. But, I mean, I don't have any, like, I don't I don't know how to do it better. I'm not an asshole, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how to improve it. It's just that uh, there's something, there's some areas that are lacking. You know what I mean, Jer? Sure. You know what I mean? You know, uh, I kept a couple of times, uh, Salvatore Giuliano came to mind. Oh, yeah. And I think there's like, I mean, obviously they're both Italian movies, but like, the, cause there's these moments of like talking about the mafioso. And I was like, whoa, oh, yeah. 1860 mafioso. And then there's like also the, ah, uh, when the Capilinari, the like, you know, the Italian mm-hmm. RCMP show up, it's like, or, or they make some comment about that. I'm like, oh yeah, Salvatore Giuliano, which came out the year before this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was also in uh, Martin Scorsese's top 12 films of all time list, along with The Leopard. Both of them? Nope. See, Scorsese just likes everything. Well, he likes, uh, those were his, and that and uh, Paisan from Roberto Rossellini. Those were his, uh, oh, and uh, eight and a half, four, four Italian movies. Well, uh, doesn't he really like Iron Man 2? Isn't that an Italian movie? <laughs> well, yeah, I think it, it might have knocked Vertigo off the list. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, rightfully so, no. right? Rightfully so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I do see the, uh, I see why it gets talked, it gets put into these conversations. I will admit, the first half hour, I was like, I was kind of like, what's this movie? Why is this in here? 
Well, because it, it, it drops you into it. It doesn't. There's no like yeah. title card saying 1860. You're just like, yeah. hey, there's like a bunch of people, some sort of like military action that's happening, and then yeah. word gets to the these people after like they've been like, oh, living their Sunday, everything's just great, standing around, and then suddenly a letter comes, and they're like, uh oh, here's the newspaper clipping. They've done mm-hmm. something. Oh boy, they're coming for us. And there's like a real terror, which is kind of nice to see that like, holy shit, yeah, these people are afraid because if th- these people get them, they're going to kill them and they mm-hmm. have to leave. And there's like that, do we stand our ground, make a, a point? Or it's like, nah, we just roll off the punches and um, hit the road and figure out things afterwards. And there's like, a, like and as he looks out upon the land, it's like, I got to give it all up. Because there's like that breakdown because the, uh, when the, the priest is giving a talk about like how we can't go back to that way of living. Like there's so many great things about having the rich have this money because then the church helps everybody by getting the money mm-hmm. from the rich. That's the way it should be. <laughs> do you think that's the way it should be? What do you think, RJ? <laughs> I know you're a big Catholic boy, so I'm not oh. sure. The, the biggest the biggest <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm so I'm so I'm so Catholic I've come all the way around to being an atheist it's just crazy that way correct but actually so like that's kind of what I mean where it's like the conversations they have about like church and state and then uh like the rich and upper class it's like I don't really agree with any of that shit but uh I I do like the way that he he's he has a compelling argument I, I just like the way it's kind of formed and he's talking about it's like I said earlier, people being asleep and not actually wanting change. It's like, I get it. I see I see what he's talking about. So what are you going to do? Word to your mother. Right, bud? Huh? Huh? You want to hear from uh, who hates this movie? A lot of people dunking on uh, rich people, I'm assuming. Hey, apparently uh, old Visconti, he wanted Lawrence Olivier to play the lead. Uh, one, one of his choices. I don't know if it would have as much, um, as much, uh, wouldn't pack as big of a punch if it wasn't Burt Lancaster, but whatever. Well, and apparently the producer said it has to be either Gregory Peck, Anthony Quinn, Spencer Tracy, or Burt Lancaster. I think they made the right call. Yeah, but apparently they went Burt Lancaster without consulting Visconti. But oh. apparently they wound up working together great, and, the, and their resulting friendship, quote, lasted the rest of their lives, with Lancaster calling Aww. Visconti the finest director I've ever worked with. That's nice. I love Burt Lancaster, by the way. I think he's a terrific actor. Hey, did you know Burt Lancaster is noted for his athletic physique Acrobatics. and distinctive smile, which he called the grin, quote? He, uh, he was an acrobat. Did he, did he coin the phrase grin? And he inspired Robin, I believe. The Robin? Ro- yeah. There's only like one. Like the Ro- flying Robins? Yeah. Wow. Wow. He, he's the original Dick Grayson. Wow. Or the flying Graysons, even. Yeah. 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 Wow. Alle- allegedly. Huh. All right. Cool. So, who hates the leopard? Uh-huh. Indira. Okay. Half a star. I'm sorry. But watching rich aristocrats complain about losing their privilege for three hours is the worst thing ever. Um, I mean, that's pretty it's, well. It's, it's, it is the worst thing ever. I can't think of anything worse than watching uh, a movie about this. What about Chicago, for yeah, which the, they the, gave five stars? Well, there you go. What about the new well, that's got John C. That does have John C. Riley in it. 
What about the new Suspiria? Does that have the new John or does that that have John C. Riley no, in it? No, no, it doesn't have John C. Riley in it. That's also five stars, apparently. Oh, that's... so is Mandy. I don't know. Let's go to Indira's horror favorites. Oh, oh, oh look at these oh, great horror films. Quite on. <laughs> the new Suspiria, Baba Duke. Uh, <laughs> fucking it the movie that you love <laughs> it too just just it just oh. it mandy fucking the cremator people just can't get enough of the cremator apparently i don't know what that is like these movies stink get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah here. i was i try to find other funny things but okay. half star to mother half star to clockwork orange <sighs> oof oof all right we got Melly, mm-hmm. one star. The set is beautiful, and I really tried. Oh, people always say that, don't they? I really, I've really tried to like this. Guys, really I'm not tried. just, I'm not, I, I have to tell you, I've really tried to like this, but it's the absolute worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. If you're like, what are you talking, what movie are you talking about? You're talking about The Leopard? And usually, really and, and, and usually I adore Visconti's films as the great storyteller that he is. <laughs> Oh, but of course, this one, usually. But this one nearly put me to sleep. It's so long, and I think I need to learn more about Italy's history and then watch it again to understand it because this was so confusing. I didn't have the energy to finish it. I gave up. Usually. See, I can't stand I tried so hard, but I gave up. I usually like this. It's like if you don't like it, you don't like it. Don't make fucking excuses. Just like, just say that and be like, I don't like it. It's like, I didn't even try to like it. That's what I would say. Right, Jer? <laughs> yeah. You know, five stars to Leon the Professional. Of course. That, that keeps coming up tonight. Five stars. Here's some real Jarrett picks. Five stars to The Love Witch. Five stars to A Quiet Place. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, that movie's shit. Oh. It's real shit, Jarrett. Five stars to Roma. Five stars to Portrait of a Lady on Fire, The Night of the Hunter, and Call Me By Your Name, because, of course, and as if some people are going to be like, those are bad movies. It's like, yeah, I know. You know what? But they're, it's I bet, Did they give In Bruges five stars? Uh, I didn't see that on there, but I'm not doubting it. Here's some weird one-star films. Wildlife, Future Creep. Future Creep by Paul Dano. Yep. Shadows, the Paul Cassavetes movie? John. The, I, who's Paul Cassavetes? I, 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 you keep saying Paul Cassavetes, and I'm confused. <laughs> I keep saying that. That's the second time you said it this week. This week? Well, uh... Not on air, but like now on air. Who Paul Cassavetes? I don't know. Paul Cassavetes. He appears to be... Uh, no, that's John Cassavetes. Where's Gr- Paul? Images of Paul Cassavetes. Uh, he was in Rosemary's Baby. John Cassavetes Cass- was. Paul Cassavetti? No. There is no Paul Cassavetti. I have no idea what I'm talking about. No. Uh, how about Noemi? All right. Noemi, let's see. one star, watched under torture by my history teacher. No fucking way. There's no way a history teacher was showing fucking the leopard. It's possible. Okay, I found something weird. I never mentioned it before because I didn't care. But uh, this person and the last person, favorite films, Cinema Paradiso. Mm. What does that mean? Is that that's, that's a movie that people really like. Cinema Paradiso? No. 
All right. Uh, this person, uh, I don't know. Have you heard of A24, Jarrett? Uh, I'm aware. I'm aware that, of... Uh, I think that's... I, that's a movie studio that people think is like this great herald of cinema, but it's like, no, it's just it's just part of the sad state of cinema where like all independent films have to come up from one studio. One studio? One, one like weird like independent... Or one distributor, I guess. Alleged independent... Yeah. Yeah. This person has a uh, yeah, so it's stuff like Midsummer, but then also like for five stars, like A twenty four movies, but then also five stars to Chicago and A Quiet Place. Also, I don't know why all these people love A Quiet Place. It's not a good show. Maybe I'm the asshole. I doubt that. You might be. I prefer to think. Oh, I, I'm not the asshole. This person gave Spirited Away two stars. So. Do with that as you will. How could anyone not like Spirited Away? It's just a nice little movie. Hmm. Mm, 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 mm. So bad dudes and dudettes. And and even dudettes. Why well, I, I think dudes is non non gendered. I call everyone dudes. Guys, girls. Yeah. You don't call Whatever. them ba- you don't call them babes? Eh, babe. Why aren't you smiling? You ever heard that one in a bar before? No, I haven't. Oof, you're lucky. Well, there you go. Huh? There you go, big boy. Uh, yes, yeah. So yeah. Any, any other thoughts on the leopard? Uh, no. No. Very well. <laughs> I, I think I said my fill. All right, then. After the break, we go walk off into a decrepit, run-down Italian alley. Call it a day. Like we always should have. Right from the get-go. I do that after every podcast. And go 206 episodes, huh? Is that how far we are? Yeah. It's depressing. Do you know where we are? RJ, when the middle class rise up to claim your land, will Mm -hmm. you stand your ground or will you run away? I don't own any land, but I would probably run away. I would actually, I would disguise myself as one of them and uh, and just join the the mass. Yeah, just put on like you know, get some dirt in your hair and go. Look, I'm just like you. Yeah, like uh, give me give me some give me some drugs. It's just like in that classic Paul Cassavetes movie. <laughs> he just like, disguised into the group. Which was your favorite Paul Cassavetes movie? 
Mine? Uh, I like killing of a Chinese bookie. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know about you, but uh, it's, it's some good Paul right I, I, there. Classic Paul. Hey, that's coming up soon. Yeah. You know? I like his son, Sam Cassavetes, too. Really good guy. Maybe it's his son I'm thinking of. No. <laughs> his son's his name's not Paul? No. What is it? You can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail.com and tell us your thoughts on the Cassavetes family. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on the Letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube. We have a Patreon. I mean, come on. This is some A-list entertainment. You deserve to give us money. For all yeah. for the endless uselessness that, this what a is, that, that we supply. What a privilege. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that shit. Tumblr. Next week, RJ, yeah. we're, we're, we're still in Italy. No. Oh, no, I heard about this. Spine 236. It's a big return as well, RJ. Big, uh, big return. Pierre Paolo Pasolini brings us Mama Roma. From 1962. I got a pretty troubling meme created by a friend of the show, Oliver Granger, that uh, I'll share next week uh, in regards to this upcoming episode. And uh, all I have to say is that um, I wasn't a fan. Uh-oh. I wasn't a fan. And uh, he's a bad dude. He almost might be as bad as you. <laughs> almost. Big the, big the big pass. The big pass, the big range. I don't know, man. It's bad stuff. Oh, boy. Well, see you soon. That's it. Yeah, that is it. To hell with you. Who, me? It's not very nice. All of you. Oh, that's better. I got Fuck them. I got some orcs to paint. Ugh, that's just like Burt Lancaster. <laughs> Mega knobs. Oh, Jared.